It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. What is up? Welcome to episode 27 of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. How are we doing? It's only been a week, but I've missed you guys so much. It really does. It really does feel like it's been a long time because so much has happened. So much has happened in the world, in our TVs, in our lives. It is crazy how much time feels like it's passed in this past week, doesn't it? I mean, anyways, that was one of the most romantic songs you're ever going to hear in your life. It's called You're Still the One by Miss Shania Twain. Um, now, you guys might know this as a, a popular, popular hit song of the 90s, but what I like to think of it as is the first dance song of one Mr. Jax Taylor and one Miss Brittany Cartwright. Yes, this week on Vanderpump Rules, um, they decided, they, Jax told everybody that his first dance song was going to be still the one. And we'll, we'll get, should we get into that now? You know what? We've got a lot of stuff to cover because I'm going to do a lyric breakdown of this. Of course, we need to talk Vanderpump Rules. We, there was something tragic happened in my life yesterday. If you follow me on Instagram, 
at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, you will understand what I'm talking about. Something very tragic happened to me. Um, and so we'll get into that. We also, we're going to get into this week, DJ James Kennedy, he made his triumphant return to Sexy Unique Restaurant to do See You Next Tuesday. Uh, he finally was ba- back. Guillermo let him back. Lisa let him back. So I, I found this out like the night before and I was like, you know what? Tuesday's an editing night, but it's going to be a DJ James Kennedy night. I needed to go there. I needed to get interviews for you guys. I needed a, I wanted to put you there. Like, what if this podcast, you're sitting at home, you're driving in your car, you're with your families, and all of a sudden, you hear this podcast, and all of a sudden, you're just, you're transformed, your surroundings, wherever you are, if you're on a farm or in some kind of, I don't know, industrial area, I, those are the only two places that exist in my head, um, and then, then you hear the podcast, and then all of a sudden, you're, 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 you're transported to sexy, unique restaurant. And you see the smoke machines and the purple lighting and the weird smell from Peter running around. And if I could put you there, then I think we might have one of the most special podcasts that's ever happened. And I do. I take you there tonight. We have tons of audio. Uh, I met, uh, I mean, I, I already know, but I, I, the, the two hosts from Vanderpump Rules Party was there. I talked to them. I, I mean, it was a great time. Um, I'm not, you know what? I'll save it for my review. We also have one, speaking of Sexy Unique Restaurant, we have Laura Marie Shanehalls on again. This is her third time. She is so awesome to come on again. This time, now I, I need to explain this to you guys up front. We're going to talk The Bachelor. Okay, and everybody's like, oh, I don't watch The Bachelor. I don't watch The Bachelor. I'm telling you, since it's uh, Lara, is that you, you have to listen because it's Lara. Plus, we get into like the characters and stuff like that. But overall, I'm telling you, this is worth listening to, even if you don't watch The Bachelor, because she's funny. Um, we go over uh, some of her dating stories. I even, she even, I'm an acting coach, and I even coach her. Through one of the greatest monologues of all time, I coach her through Bethany Frankel's monologue, Life is Not a Cabaret, from last season's of Real Housewives of New York. And I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. Laura can act. She can act her pants off. She's an amazing actor. I'm talking Gwyneth Paltrow goop levels. Um, So you have that to look forward to. I say this every week, but I swear to God, if it's... Okay, it's 9 o'clock on Thursday night. I swear to God... uh, I'm going to do the cheer segment. I got to do it. But we also have Joey Gorka. We have the Vanderpump Rules episode from this week. And by the way, the Vanderpump Rules episode from this week, there is an Instagram account my friend runs. Uh, and it's uh, – sure, her account is – she was, she's was she been on the show before. Her account is called uh, at the prostitution whore. And <laughs> she's – very, very funny. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, what are you even doing on Instagram? You've got to go follow her. She did an amazing thing, kind of a deep dive into Brittany and Jax's pastor, which this episode of Vanderpump Rules completely went into and and kind of I thought was one of the more entertaining episodes of this season. Very – actually, finally, something was starting to happen, but it was a very frustrating episode overall. On her page and her highlights, it's under Slim Chickens. Um, you'll see the highlight I'm talking about, but she's on. We do a quick 20-minute interview with her where she kind of walks us through what we're going to see. And then – God, I have so much for you guys. 
Uh, 90 Day Fiance, I know we don't really talk about that a lot. I wanted to play a couple interviews, very tiny interviews. I'm talking like six minutes or something of a couple of the cast members from this season that I talked to at the beginning of the season at a 90 Day Fiance party um, at the beginning, like months ago when I first started this podcast. So I've got all this stuff. Also, my buddy Jay Reyna. I don't know if you guys know Jay. He um, he did this awesome uh, YouTube uh, – not a sketch. It was kind of like a YouTube short about making fun of the housewives. And I uh, I did an interview with him as well. I don't think we're going to be able to put it in today because we are already pushing – I know this is going to be a very long one and I don't want him to get lost because I, I had a really good conversation with him. So that will be next week. Just to remind you guys – uh, we are doing one episode a week now. Usually they will be Wednesdays, but I decided to go to see you next Tuesday so I could get the DJ James Kennedy segment for you guys. So that's why I pushed it to Friday. So here we are again, burning the midnight oil. And I just, I just stopped you guys to have some eggs and I made some egg whites and I started watching. I got sucked into Love is Blind on Netflix. Do you guys know it? It's like a reality show on Netflix. There's nine episodes so far. I have a feeling they're going to keep putting out other episodes. But the whole concept is they're da- like the, the, these couples are dating, but they're in these pods, so they don't see each other. Whoa. They don't see each other. So they just – they get to know the, each other's personalities, right? And then like so the first episode, it, it's batshit, you guys. Like it takes like 25 minutes to get into but then all of a sudden some guy out of nowhere tells this girl he loves her and he hasn't ever seen her. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And I'm like, oh my god. I'm fully in. I'm fully in. Take – yes, I will – I'll pay two extra dollars for Netflix a month. I'm fully in. It's so – and it sucked because then I was like, flip. Because in my old life, I would just watch the whole, the show the whole night, but now I got to edit all night, so I can't do that. But you guys, I think I'm gonna, I think I got to watch it this weekend. I think I got to burn through it, and 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 we got to talk about it at some point. So try to watch that if you guys can. Tell me what you guys think. Am I crazy? I know I am, but like, I think it's really good. So, um, yeah. We uh, we got a big one, you guys. Can you do it? Can you sit here with us? Can you be here? We are friends. We are chatting. Take me around in the car. Um, this is going to be fun, okay? I do want to mention a couple business things up top. Um, so I noticed a review, most of them really, really nice on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't, please leave a review. Please leave a five-star review and a nice review. Uh, some people don't, and that's great. I, everybody deserves their opinion, and it doesn't hurt my feelings, and it's totally great, and I love it, and I don't cry about it to my parents. But the one review that I really did like just because it actually was was helpful to me, uh, there was a lady that said, hey, like the podcast, but I really would love the timestamps because I do talk about timestamps. And I noticed on – if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts on your phone – um, if you open up my podcast, you don't see the top, the, the timestamps that I take so long to write. And so I was like, oh, okay. So it's a really simple solution. And I'm going to do a, I'll do a little video on my Instagram stories tomorrow. So it shows you, but you play the episode, it shows the episode picture and like, you know, all the information of what it is. All you have to do is swipe up. If you swipe up, all the timestamps are right there. I had no idea. I had to like watch a YouTube instructional video, <laughs> you know, because my first thought is just to <laughs> throw my phone away and move. <coughs> Sorry, guys, and start a new life somewhere. But then I thought, you know what? Why don't we just see if YouTube has a video? And they did. Just taking a sip out of my double big gulp. And then I've got my coffee right here. So I'm all caffeined up. You can tell. 
But anyways, all you have to do is swipe up, and the timestamps are right there because she said, and I agree with this, is that not all of these segments are going to be for you. Um, I'm trying to do a little bit of a variety show, and so I'm jumping all over the place. And as we continue and as I get more of your opinions and thoughts, there are going to be changes in the podcast. Uh, there will be things that I want to try out, things that I take away. We've got a lot of segments, and things are so – I mean, everything is – like, this is – okay – this is my dream as a kid. My dream, I was the kid that would watch the Oscars. I remember watching as a kid, a little kid, Billy Crystal hosting the Oscars. And that was my dream. My dream was to host something, was to host the Oscars. Like, I remember that. I remember having my toothbrush in my hand, in the bathroom, in the mirror, shitting my brains. No, no, like literally just looking into myself in the mirror and, and pretending to host the Oscars. And I did this because I remember Billy Crystal saying on the Oscars that he used to do that. So I used to do this. And I got to say all these years later, this is my chance. This is my, this is me hosting my Oscars. And people were like, well, go fuck yourself. But so, so thank you for indulging me because this really does. This is kind of, this is my dream. And, and it's not the Oscars, but you know what? Life throws you curveballs and stuff like that. So this, this is my Oscars and I'm very excited to be doing this. So uh, help me out by leaving me a five-star review on iTunes if you can. Subscribe. Please tell your friends. Please follow me on Twitter at RyanBailey25. Please follow me on Instagram at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. Um, and my personal Instagram is at RyanBailey25. So that's that's all that junk. I think that's all I need from you guys. Oh, I'm going to be doing some polls, I think, on my Instagram about certain segments and things that you like and things that you don't like. And I'm just trying to get uh, a way to to really see what really what you guys like uh, as we go into phase two of this thing and things are going to um, start expanding in different ways. And I don't just mean the time of the show. We know it's a long show. Thank you for doing this. Uh, hopefully this is going to be entertaining. So, Oh, also, before I forget, I was on Mixing with Monty's podcast. Uh, you guys remember Monty? She was on a couple weeks ago talking about The Bachelor. I was on her podcast, a bonus episode, talking about the Hometowns episode of The Bachelor. Uh, I think that just came out tonight, Thursday night. So go check that out. I think it's a really great conversation, as always, with her. And I was on Jeff Epstein's podcast, Pop Goggles. Yes, Jeff Epstein, not the Jeffrey Epstein, Jeff Epstein. He has a great podcast, new podcast called Pop Goggles. Go check him out. He was so much just a pop culture maven like me, but 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 just a younger younger guy, you know, more energy. Uh, so go check out both of those. That is the business. Now, where do we go from here?
Wow. It is so rewarding to find out Jax Taylor is is somebody that can interpret lyrics the way I do. Uh, and I don't sometimes have the best things to say about Jax, but I will say that maybe he's as talented as I am at interpreting lyrics. So let's see me – the old uh, the old podcaster go up against Jax. This is you're still the one by Shania Twain. Now I've got to I got to remind you folks. Uh, I did get an email today um, from a listener. Uh, hopefully she's still listening, but uh, she wanted to let me know. And I I I hesitate to pull the curtain up behind the show, but you guys know I'm joking when I do the the lyric breakdown. Like I'm not. I don't necessarily. She, I, I mean, she was probably a very big fan of Jessica Simpson from last week and wanted to let me know that Jessica Simpson didn't write that song. Louis Bien, Bien Canello, Bien Canello, I know I'm saying that wrong, uh, wrote that song. And it came out in the 1990s when Simpson was a teenager. She just sang the words her record label told her to sing. Um, and uh, she said her new uh, her new audiobook open book has more songs that are probably more you know what Jessica wrote and Jessica felt and that I should do more googling in my research and I I really this is this is um, so I hope everybody knows that I'm I don't really think Jessica wanted to wait ten wanted to love somebody for ten thousand years I think that was you know so anyways okay moving on but back to this song this is you're still the one. Now, right off the top, you're still the one. It makes me think that whoever this person is talking to, they are in trouble and they are making an excuse to this person like, hey, don't worry. No, 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 no. You're still the one because they're scared they did something wrong. So they're they're already defensive and they're trying – they're just grasping at straws. And then it goes, when I first saw you, I saw love. And the first time you touched me, I felt love. And after all this time, you're still the one I love. So, so it kind of takes you through the whole relationship right there. When I first saw you, I saw love. So like, this is like, maybe it's like a little kid seeing another little kid. And then maybe we're in our twenties when the first time they touch. Okay. And the first time I touched you, I felt love. So saw and feel maybe the next one's going to be smell. We don't know. There's a lot of senses, sensory work happening. The first time you touched me, I felt love. And that's interesting too, you guys, you touched me. It's not when I touched you. So maybe this girl or this guy that he or she is singing about is an aggressor, is very aggressive. You touched me, and I was worried about it at first, but now I feel love. So so this is obviously somebody – this is a very deep relationship, They and it goes after all this time. So maybe they're in their 60s or their 70s when this song was written, and then it goes, looks like we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby. We might have took the long way. We knew we'd get there someday. Where are they going? I, th- I feel like it's a travel, maybe a journey around the world. and Or maybe they're like – it's like a great um, – the, the Amazing Race, something like that. I, I don't know. It's, 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 it just seems whatever it is, they've been on such a journey and they've dealt with so many – You know, maybe it's uh, like a nuclear holocaust or something and they're – or maybe it's like The Walking Dead where there's there's zombies everywhere and they're just really – they're just – they're fighting day in, day out and all they have is their love and that's all – like they don't have food and they don't have proper clothing. But what they feast on is their love and so that's – maybe that's what – I think that's what they're saying. And then the lyrics go, they said, I bet they'll never make it. OK, right. Who said it? Once again, I do have to say with these songs, 
a lot of songwriters I notice don't make it specific. And I think that's where a lot of songwriters make mistakes. Cause I would be like, they say, they said, I bet they'll never make it. I would say, Bobby down the street says, I bet they'll never make it. And then that when I listen, I go, Oh, Bobby down the street. And then I picture who Bobby is. This says they said, and then it's like a plural is a group. Why is a group of people saying, I bet they'll never make it. But then she goes, but just look at us holding on. We're still together, still going strong. Okay. So this is now I'm kind of seeing maybe why this might not be the best song. They said, I bet they'll never. And by the way, think about this in terms of Jack's. I want to get real for a second. How fucking psychotic is this? That this guy heard something of like, yeah, people were against me, me and you, and and I'm going to prove them all wrong because that's what love is. Love is about proving other people wrong, and you're all wrong, and I'm just going to laugh my silly little face off at my wedding because all you guys were wrong, and I'm proving you all wrong. That's what love's all about. But honestly, so really this song says there's a bunch of fucking people in this town that are like, you guys shouldn't be together. You're not good. Like they're probably the kind of people that go to parties and they always get into fights and everybody's like, why did you even come? Why? We didn't – there's no need for you here. And then it goes, but just look at us ignoring everything that every one of our close friends and family has said. We're still together. And then it goes, you're still the one. You're still the one I run to, the one that I belong to. You're still the one I want for life. Oof, life is so long, you guys. You're still the one. You're still the one I love. The only one I dream of. You're still the one I kiss goodnight. The only one I dream of. Like if you're if you're kissing goodnight, that means you're in the same bed. Why are you dreaming of that person? And that leads me to believe maybe it's a nightmare. Maybe it's not like a fun dream. Maybe it's a scary dream, like a, like an obsessive. Have you ever seen that Julia Roberts movie, Sleeping with the Enemy, where she's trying to escape her husband? Maybe it's something like that. Do have we thought about anything like that? And then it goes. Ain't nothing better. We beat the odds together. I can think of a lot of things that are better right off the top of my head rather than saying in an abusive relationship. Uh, food, TV, uh, books, uh, music. Music is great. Uh, cars, cold weather, warm weather, oceans, animals, family, if you like your family, uh, kissing, tongue kissing, um, uh, God, hiking, hiking. I love hiking. Uh, cool sunglasses, cool clothes, looking good, feeling good. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I can think of that are already better. We beat the odds together. I'm glad we didn't listen. Look at what we would be missing. And that's just another, that's a whammy of a sad lyric. I'm glad we didn't listen. So this couple is literally, this is, this might be the perfect song for Jackson Britney's wedding. <laughs> By the way, and just, Imagine in your mind the moment when Jax is like, they're, they're probably at some Shania Twain concert in Vegas. Remember that when he was out and he's like, oh, wait a sec. Brittany, did you fucking hear that? Did you hear what she just said? That's us, babe. And then she's like, oh, my God, Jax, you're so brilliant. Oh, my God, you're so brilliant. And, hey. and she's like, oh, my God, I'm dating. A Why is it turning British? I'm not good at accents. Oh, my God, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God, yo. Oh my god, y'all, I'm with a genius. No, um I oh my god, y'all. Jax is a bri I'm married a brilliant man. That's a perfect song, Jax. And he's like, uh, I should write for friends. Um So we beat the odds together. I'm glad we didn't listen. Look at what we would be missing. Also, the song the song doesn't really point out what they'd be missing. It's not like they're saying like 
Uh, we've made so much money together. We've built a family together. There's no specifics here of why it is better. So we're just to assume from the couple that everybody hates, literally everybody in this song hates this couple. Like they're the kind of like, okay, well, stay together. See if I care. We do not need to invite you to holiday parties. In fact, I wish that was a part of the song. Like, oh, it's pretty cool not being invited to any gatherings anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, it'd be a little bit of a lower tempo, tempo I think. Um they um, okay. They said, "I bet they'll never make it." But just look at us holding on for dear life. We're still together. We're still going strong. Yeah. And then it's just the same. And then the last lines are, "I'm so glad we made it. Look how far we've come, my baby." And obviously, you can tell they're just alone because nobody wants to be with them. Like they're literally like, oh, "Another Saturday night. Looks like we made it." Okay. Well, do you you want to watch Netflix? Um. So that is my lyric breakdown of. Shania Twain's uh, – I actually do. I love that song. That is not a so bad it's good song. That's a uh, so good it's good, but it is so bad it's good when you think of how it's being used, how you think it's being bastardized by one of the couples that I think really it, – it, it shows you this couple getting married. Um, it shows you that maybe uh, maybe marriage isn't like right for everybody. Maybe people do make mistakes. Maybe everybody's not meant to be together. Maybe – just maybe since, you know, you don't have to pass any kind of test to be married. Anybody can do it. I just want to point that out too. Like if you guys haven't been married yet and you're not already married, you could literally walk up to a stranger tomorrow. And if they were in agreement, you could go get married. That's how easy it is to do. Mark my, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I do, I am an officiant of weddings. I am officiating my, my, my two of my best friends, Matt and Jessica's wedding in October. I'm so excited. I'm so, I take that so seriously. Like Peter, Peter, uh, in this episode, he takes being a best man, uh, a, a groomsman very seriously. I'm the same way with officiating weddings. I want to make it a special day. I, I wonder how much time as an officiant I'll have just to do me stuff. Like, could I do like promotion for the podcast during? Am I allowed to do crowd work? Can I ask people where they're from? Um, but I'm really excited about that. So oh, I guess off topic, but if any of you guys want me to marry you, um, I'm glad I'm, I'm fully up to date on officiating licenses. So just want to throw that out there as a, uh, as an exclusive, I'm willing to consider it, consider it. So that was that. Um, so guys, I'm going to take you right into a, lovely interview I did with Miss Lara. But guys, I, this is so bad. I have a weird twang because I grew up in Kansas and I say certain words weird. And I don't say Lara, La, Lara, it's L-A-R-A. And I always say Laura. I just, it's the way my mouth, and now I'm so paranoid about saying her name right. I never do. And I see her a lot. And I'm like, Lara, like Lara, and Lara Marie Shanehold, Lara, Laura, Lara. Hmm. Lara Marie, Lara Marie Shane Halls, Lara, Lara, Lara Marie Shane Halls, uh, the host of Sexy Unique podcast and the host of Babe. Um, you know her, you love her. She is actually, um, just been such a great friend to me and she is so much fun to podcast with. That's why I really want to remind you guys again, even if you don't watch The Bachelor, there is so much good stuff in here about Lara, Lara, about Lara. I mean, they're really, this goes all over the place. It's, I mean, it really to me, it's like two friends talking and I think you guys will really dig it regardless if you like The Bachelor or not, just because she's just funny as shit, you know? She's just one of those people that has like this kind of insane gift and um, when, you know what I'm saying? She elevates, she elevates there are certain actors or certain people that like just elevate material that I work with. And she is one of those people that can raise your game up. 
You know, like she's already so good. She raises your game up. She makes it look easy. She could talk to anybody. Like she could literally make, a, uh, you know, talking to a wall a good podcast where you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to subscribe to that. I like the wall as well. She made the wall look good. Um, so this is our interview. And also, I just want to remind you guys, Sexy Unique Podcast, the tour is starting very soon with her and the genius Carrie O'Donnell. And I believe they have an LA date. And I'm going to, I'll talk about this closer to, uh, but I'm going to do not like a, a so bad it's good meetup, but a meetup for, you know, all sexy, unique podcaster people, listeners. We should all meet up and, and have a, a few drinks, throw a few back before we storm off into the, uh, the club to see one, what, which I think I've heard a little bit of what they have in store. And I think, regardless of like, it's already going to be amazing because they're there, but I've heard some of the things that might be there. And I'm telling you, it's a, going to be a very, very, very good, cool experience. So, um, yeah, so here, here is my interview with Lara Marie Shane Halls. I'm doing this a little earlier than normal, uh, because I know, you know, you guys want to hear. Her. And then on the back end, I'm going to do, let me just tease this DJ James Kennedy. Yeah. Check. 90 Day Fiance, maybe, yeah, check. Uh, cheer, yeah, maybe we'll do that, check. But um, guess what, you guys? And I'm going to leave it at this. Guess who got blocked by Jax Taylor on Twitter this week? Me. Me, 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 me. Okay, guys, um, uh, you know her, you love her. Um, this is... She's kind of my Burt Reynolds at this point. Burt Reynolds was always on Johnny Carson like numerous, numerous times. Uh, the host of Sex Unique Podcast and Babe, Laura Marie Shane Hulls. Thank Hi. you so much. Thank you for having me. Um, it's It was so nice how you uh, you begged to be on again. Mm -hmm. It was... <laughs> I love to come on this podcast. It's one of my faves to guest on. See it. See it now. <laughs> one of the only ones that will have me. So I'll take it anytime I can have the opportunity. Um, now, I asked you to do something today that I was very hesitant to ask because you already have such a deep viewing schedule. But I asked you to watch. I, at first, I texted you. I said, do you watch ABC's The Bachelor? I, I don't think I said ABC, but I wanted to specify for the audience. <laughs> you mean ABC's The Bachelor? <laughs> You're like, I watch, I'm glad you clarified. I watched CW's The Bachelor. <laughs> uh, and then we had fun back and forth. No, and you said no. Uh, but you no, you kind of said. I've fucked with it in the past. And then it always, it's a very long show like oh, episode like they, lengths are very long yeah and so that's part of my hesitation because time is money um but yeah i've just i've gone back and forth there have been times i've been doing into it times i haven't does it but, also kind of like your your enjoyment of it is it when you're more open to love as a person do you maybe, find because it, i found myself watching this week's episode and i do feel <laughs> i did a shaman a shamanic webinar this weekend that was a love opening webinar and so now i really found myself loving this episode of the bachelor and it shocked me wait am i allowed to ask about a what yeah. a webinaric shaman a shaman a shamanic webinar I have is this been goop a, related? Or yes, is it? it all goes oh. back to goop. So okay, wow. Gwyneth's shaman or a shaman that she had recommended on goop like years ago. This guy Shaman Durek has 
um, webinars that you can subscribe to or pay for that happen once a month uh-huh. where he talks about various subjects. Like one was all about money and one was a, this one was about love and like opening yourself up to love. And then he does like his own shamanic, like love opening cleanses on who everyone in the webinar. I mean, is he, is he, does he, he's, it- ch- he's like channeling energies and frequencies and like, opening up the doors of your heart but is it like peloton where he's like she's like come on laura i see you out there let's go he is sometimes just calling people out by name if they're like chatting on the sides or whatever he's very engaged but like i'm more of a lurker i haven't really i haven't started to like make my presence known although it's like i am no i am like in there if he had to search through the audience or whatever and like find me though i don't know why he would be looking for me i'm like (laughs) I'm just seeing what's up, and I'm... How long is this? Is it's it... about, like, an hour and a half. Okay, I was, like, scared. It was, like, eight hours. There's, like, no. a lunch break, and everybody comes back at the web. Yeah. No, it's pretty short and sweet, and then he just kind of talks. It's like a TED Talk, but with a shaman. Do you... Is it get emotional at times, or you, like, find yourself It's gotten bawling? very like... emotional for me at times. This Like, during or after when you're thinking about it? During. Yeah. This past one, I was, like, a little bit distracted, so... I was, like, a part of it, I was, like, walking Tony and just, like, listening on my AirPods or whatever. (laughs) I was, like, picking up shit. Yeah, like, so then, uh, but the good news is they send out a link so you can rewatch it and, like, go through, go back through parts that you might have, like, missed or weren't paying attention to that much. And you, have you always been like this? Because it does really kind of seem (laughs) like you're the type of person, not... I'm not just self-improvement, but it seems like you do love like research aspects of things. Like you really probably might go back and watch, listen. I to that. do. Well, he did. I would go back for like the heart opening, like, um, the, like, I guess cleansing ritual that he did yeah. because I was literally like, Tony was on a walk at one point. I had to like pull a chicken bone out of his mouth. So I wasn't really like, <laughs> like super open like my heart was not actively like i wasn't focusing on letting shaman direct cleanse my heart more about this chicken bone where is there's a chicken bone about a block away that tony has come back to multiple times and i keep forgetting the this bush that it's in but he never forgets so he goes by this bush like sniffs around and then will come out with like a huge old piece of like a chicken leg in his mouth that I then have to touch and pull out. Yeah. Now I live on the same street. What if I just planted chicken bones around the neighborhood for Tony? Like that's he would love that. Yeah. I would hate it because I I've it, this isn't the first chicken bone I've yeah. had to pull out of his mouth off of like our streets. Like yeah, the, he's gotten like buffalo wings, old buffalo wings oh, on the yeah. ground that's in his mouth. Like me. it's so dogs are so disgusting. <laughs> but no, no, great. completely. Um. So. Okay, so I asked you to watch this. You said you used to mess with it, and then you kind of like also alluded like I, I sometimes watch that for pleasure, and which I just thought was like nice. It's yeah. not like something you deeply research. But if I, if I have a friend that's like if I'm we're hanging out and they are Bachelor Nation and want to watch an episode, I'll gladly watch. Like I always am entertained by it. Yeah, does Bachelor Nation? I'm new to Bachelor Nation. Do they self-identify when you see that? Like you're like, hey, I'm part of Bachelor Nation. Are you a part of? I think the ba- Bachelor Nation, you just know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. A knowing glance. It's a knowing, it's it's a knowing, knowing glance. <laughs> it's, it's like the people at the end of Eyes Wide Shut that all fight, like orgies. Yeah, or like the, the Gwyneth yeah. Paltrow song, Home, 
from Country Strong. She's like, <laughs> oh, finally, it's a four-letter word, and then that, and that's like, hey guys, uh, drink if you pick six minutes for a large <laughs> dropping a Country Strong <laughs> reference. Um, so you watch it, and I, I don't know why I was so, I guess, which is so silly because you have very similar tastes, and I, it's not like I think I was like, oh, I, I'm really embarrassed to ask you to watch this, but you watch, I mean, you. You I you watch, I watch all sorts of trash, yeah. What your first feelings when you started watching? When did when did it take over where you enjoyed it? This episode? Yeah, this episode. Honestly, like right off the bat, I feel like maybe they did something more exciting or maybe my time away has like the absence has made my heart grow fonder. Or the shaman opened up something. Something to, was yeah. open because I was like right away intrigued by Peru. <laughs> Uh, all the shots of Peru I was really into. They really hit you over the head with, we're in Peru! Yes, and then you have all these ladies. I love just a long shot of like six women just walking down a street going, ooh! When they go into the hotel room and they all like jump on the bed. Like, would you be able to... uh, What I was really curious about is, in what world could I ever convince you to apply to be on The Bachelor? Like, would you ever leave it up would you ever you would just never right i mean i think it would be really a fun experience i don't think that i would be very like super trolled by it just because i truly well here's the thing part of me like doesn't believe that you can really form a real connection with someone over the course of film like meeting them for the first time not knowing anything about them filming a reality show and then competing with like 20 other people for this person's attention. What if I was like, you're wrong. Yeah. Well then I thought, then I watched this and I was like, maybe I'm wrong. No, like, are you, there's no way. Are you in stone? Okay. Cause I will say, I think that Peter's his name, right? Sure. Pilot Pete. Yeah. Pilot Pete. He's a pilot. Yeah. He flies for Delta. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, love that. Very I'm an American cool. airlines girl, but I'll That's fine. I guess. Um, I think he and Madison are meant to be. Well, did you hear? I Ma- mean, it, she's well. She has another man in her life. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. The yeah. Lord. yeah, and she wants someone to like. Child- but I mean, she when she said that faith thing to him and explained, I was worried that he was going to be like. Okay, that's amazing, but like you gotta go. But he seemed no, to be kind of turned on by that. I think I think he was kind. I think his thought process to be like, well, how far in the base scale can I get with her now? Yeah, like can I get? But she's the playing clothes? her cards right oh, because totally. she's doing like truly the only proven thing that will make a man continually come back, which is withholding sex until you have a commitment. And that's not like that's <laughs> just a fact. That's just a fact. I'm sorry, you don't like to hear it, but that is really true. I love to hear it. No, yeah. I'm just saying, well, not you, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> the greater community and people that I might feel like I might not be like speaking to an empowered woman, but I'm like, I'm sorry, like facts are facts. Now, woman to woman, do you? Uh, yeah, I love that. I say Let's woman, get woman to woman. woman. And no, I was right, like, and I was it. like, yes. Now. Um, uh, okay, it's it's a proven fact now that you're very attracted to Jax. Now it's proven, like that's out of the gate forever. Not forever. It really it depends season, on his fluctuations, his bloat fluctuation. I'm, I'm just going to assume wild things. It's so you're deeply in love with Jax. Mm-hmm. What is your scale of attracted 
to Peter? I can't decide if I'm attracted to Peter or not. I, I genuinely, I generally don't like blonde guys. Like I like guys with he's darker features. I mean, so like but he's sandy, so that's not almost gingerish. And he's cute. He's aw shucks. Yeah, he's you know. kind of aw shucks cute. I think he's tall. He seems maybe tall. What do you think of the scar on his forehead? They keep kept what happened to his forehead? Okay, did he fall on something? Um, no, he was like in a knife fight in Los Angeles. No, no, he oh, uh, was like he wow. was golfing, and then he went to get on one of the, the the golf scooters, and he had a drink in his hand, and he hit his head, and then immediately put his glass up to his forehead accidentally, and it sliced himself. And they have it on security camera. It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't anything cool, but then he did last episode. He goes, Hey ladies, I was in a fight with a cougar and they were all like, no, Peter, no. And then he was like, no, I, you know, they believe I've never been, I've never walked into a room and had that many people like hap, like ecstatic that I'm there. Yeah. Like he walks into a room and it just, it lights them up. They come alive. I love the group mentality that all the women have to get into where it's like you have to be so like reactionary and just be yeah. like titillated by everything that happens. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could really get there. Well, it reminds, every time. See, and, I think you can if you were directed into it. Yeah. Uh because remember uh so there's that video you did that went viral the Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. You're very bubbly in it. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, you should go I think it's on YouTube or Please something. Please welcome to the stage. Please welcome to the stage. And yeah. you were very bubbly and you kept doing it. So I think if you were directed into that, and I am curious, I would just want to know what these ladies go through in terms of training because mm-hmm. they have to like producers going like, we have a bachelor smile, ladies, and we have a bachelor kiss, you know, like ways that they probably tell them for camera angles. Oh, yeah. Because so they do capture their angles pretty well. Yeah. And I think if you if you were directed into it, I think you would take it as a challenge in that way. I've seen you, you know, like you mm-hmm. do uh, take direction well. It would be funny to get like a bachelor makeover essentially like i want because i would need to change my style approach to go on that show because i think i otherwise like a so grateful like a tie-dye it. shirt and like old like vintage levi's your favorite song from terrapin <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like i don't think that i can bring that aesthetic to yeah. this crowd and do that well yeah. So I would want to get like a full bachelor makeover. I'd need like an ombre and some like that would be cool if you did like a grease like tell me about it stud yeah. like an Olivia Newton John midriff bearing shirts. I know like, like a heel would... of some sort, like an Ali Sheedy Breakfast Club makeover. Yeah, like, that would be amazing to there watch. There needs you just to try be something like that. Yeah, but see, then I think it would be just awesome to have you around the house because. Like a normal person. Just the normal. I'm like, you guys, it's not that big of a... Or just your reactions of just silence, like, watching yeah. people. Like, I just think that would be amazing. It's like that uh, what, that thing I always love of that picture of you watching the Jack's roast when you were there <laughs> and your mouth was just agape. And I would just love to be you are the girl that's whose mouth is agape the whole time. I would be horrified most of the time, I think. But also, like, thrilled because I love watching people be psychotic. Like, it yeah. really soothes me. It, is there a chance that you would try to get the other girls to revolt of like, you know, we don't need him, right? Like, you know, he's not all that. Yeah, I think I would just, I would be like uh, talking people off a ledge or trying to kind of real talk them and be like, this, lo- like, this guy's like kind of a loser. you got like, your whole life ahead of you. Yeah, almost- I would probably be caught like 
behind closed doors, but my mic's still on, like talking a lot of shit about whoever the bachelor You're was. You're always in the production booth. Just wanted to check in on you guys. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy, right? Like, <laughs> um, was there a favorite of the night during this two-hour episode in terms of woman, women? In terms of woman, as Diane, uh, Diane Danielle Staub would say. <laughs> <laughs> Diane Staub. Um, I was like, are you on a different basis with her? I, well, I'll tell you who I really reacted strongly in a negative way towards. Mm. And that was, is it Victoria? We, uh, the one that was like, like the do one you that, even want to be here? She's like, I don't know. Yeah, or the, the one who's crying just like the crying and gamey yeah. all the time. Yes. Who's just like. Literally, like I can't. Literally, stand doesn't her. seem like she wants to be. I mean, it's like a weird. Like, she does, but she is like mad that she's not getting the attention she deserves. But she also is a person that won't ever say what her needs are. So then she's just like pissed off girlfriend all the time. And I'm like, if Peter doesn't see that oh, being doesn't. in a relationship with her would be literal hell on earth, he's a fucking idiot. But see, that's what's amazing is that. It it disappoints me in um, being a male, seeing like how easily we fall into of like this this girl is not giving me anything. I need her so bad. Like like what is the attraction there? Like she she does not even seem attractive to me when she's acting like that, and she's just like objectively a very pretty girl. Yeah, I mean she. Do you know she's the one that was wearing the White Lives Matter? Uh, she modeled for a White Lives Matter company, and it just came out a couple weeks ago. Perfect. Yeah, so I like, love that. That's who she's. <laughs> that's who she is. And I so, say yes to just about everything that comes my way, but I will say, hey, that Ryan, I would put in a Photoshop a of Lara in a White Lives Matter. <laughs> um, but it was they had that moment at the very end where she did try to pull it on him. She's like, I'm just. You know, he's like, are you upset at me? Like, what did I do? She's like, you're always in a mood. I'm like, literally, you're projecting your own exact actions onto this person that he has one mood. And that's just like, aw shucks, like, I'm a cutie. Well, all shucks. And like, you, this wasn't as handsy of an episode as it's been in the past where he really tries, it's. He loves rolling around. You Oh, he's a huge roller. And that's why, but I don't know if he's directed into like Bachelor's role. yeah. And also, or like he's like a roll around, and then I imagine that there's lots of dry humping that's going on. Oh my like god, he loves oh, a dry wait. hump. So I've talked, I was like, <laughs> I've talked at lengths about dry humping on this podcast, but I really have. Like, remember when we were like young, and that was like the thing. Yeah, like before you were. I able, still love a dry hump, but that's what I was wondering. I was wondering, has dry humping completely like is it is it cool again, or is it because there's like chafing involved? It's always been cool to me. I mean, I it's less chafe for a woman to worry yeah. about than a man yeah i've been in situations where i've dry humped someone for too long and they were like this week i can't go on like it's like this. stephen hawking please <laughs> let me go <laughs> i can't and like deal. he was in a wheelchair <laughs> i just really got in there and took full advantage of the situation because i knew he couldn't ow. run away <laughs> You're a beautiful star. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel for men because for dry humping is not ever going to be, I don't think it's good for them as it is for a woman. And you never. It's s- a very safe sexual activity for a woman. Well, there was, I was telling the story in this when I was in high school, my high school girlfriend, like when we were first started dating, like we were in there like, like bunk room or playroom where the like kids TV was or something. And mm-hmm. We were dry humping, and then all of a sudden, um, I heard a 
cough and her mom was like standing at the door oh, and because no. if you if you like you guys can't see what's happening <laughs> to dry humming but it's literally just like uh, uh, uh. it's like just it's like it's there's nothing sexy about it so imagine like a big guy on a your teenage, daughter yeah like going, a teenage like, rabbit hum yeah like there's nothing i would have coughed too if i were her because that's like no one wants and then that. i asked because it was in the, your best interest that that <laughs> it was the second floor and I, I asked her if i could climb out the window and leave and she's like no you have to go out the real way and say goodbye to my mom i was like no i don't want to like oh no like, how do you face somebody that you're like oh you just watched me like yeah that's tough yeah but anyways i was well i'm glad because i think as you get older too like dry humping doesn't exist because i don't know if the thought process is of like well i guess we should just have sex yeah i think dry humping is really underrated is there something romantic about dry humping i don't think, I think it's, it's slow i think it's like when I say dry humping, I mean more of like a grind, like a sensual grinding with your clothes oh, on. I don't. I mean, you like mean a jack like actually dry- like just a rabbit hump. <laughs> you mean like Tony no. style? <laughs> Me and Tony, we lock eyes. We understand each other. He does it to the air. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a good candle for dry humping what would you is there a i think any candle that any gets can- you in the mood is a, a good candle for dry humping um so anyways you missed the real hand anyways you missed the real handsy moments with peter but it would be funny to see like a full peter dry hump of one of these ladies i w- would hope for a, a super cut of every because he dry humped like a, he was grinding at least like three times in this episode yeah, he had Madison. He's all over Madison. Well, I on the boat oh. rolling around. Then he and he also Peter really features like a hold on to one thing and kind of lean off, but and yeah. make out at the same time. Or do you, or even when he uh, is about to break up with somebody, he'll grab their hand. He loves and he'll, like touch. a love hand or just or hand on a leg. And and I that's what I want to know if that's Peter's style or if he's directed into that. And. <clears throat> I don't know. So what I read about this season is that it's not a great season. People don't like Peter because he's a pussy, which he really is kind of a pussy. He doesn't seem to be able to stand up for himself in any fashion. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think you'll go back and watch, but try. he's not. I might, but I'm definitely watching from now on because oh, yeah. I'm hooked and I need to know well, how home, this all ends. And so the home visits look crazy. Madison. So you missed the first episode when we see that Madison's dad was her coach on every team that she's ever been on. Okay. And it's kind of like her guy you yeah. know like not like she i'm not said, being weird, like, but she's a she daddy wants, like the she's a daddy's girl big time so like that's going to be interesting between madison's dad god and uh pete i mean that's like mm-hmm. a huge triangle you know the father the son and holy ghost Ex- yeah <laughs> exactly i mean if you if you guys don't see that then i can't help <laughs> i can't help you um so you didn't like victoria is there any other people that stood out to you or maybe even didn't stand out to you Um, I just felt, I mean, I was glad that he and the girl he went on the second date with, I think I didn't see the African American girl. Yeah. I didn't see any chemistry between them. And it's, she kind of seemed like, let's call a spade a spade here a little bit. She had never been on a one-on-one date. And I really wrote, I was like, one always slips through because they really had no connection. And for them... Like, that's the part that, like, is fascinating and disappoints me about this show is these women are already like, he's my person. Mm-hmm. But I, don't, I know he I know he has many people. And it's like, girl, you could, like, I want to see a bass, like, a contestant that's, like, also dating somebody in Peru at the same time. Like, fires up the Tinder app. It's like, well, I'm going to be 
I'm not getting a one-on-one, so let me go see what else is out there, you know? Yeah. It's always, it's shocking to me, but also not shocking because, like, obviously the history of the show, but just, like, how white everyone is. <laughs> like, it, and I'm like, oh, like, it's nice that a person of color has, like, made it pretty far in the show. Yeah. Which I feel like is just from, like, a political stance, like, ABC's, like, we can't just, like, yeah. let them all go. But I could tell, like, they didn't, because she had said, we have not been on a date we yet. Have. Would love to get the chance, but then also, it just was, didn't seem like there was much Nothing. Of a I was scared there. that Peter thought she was on the crew at some point. Like, what? Wait, I thought you were, okay. Even their jokes with each other, like, it just felt awkward the it, whole time. But it was kind of like, that's where I think also this is a, I, I look at these things from now production standpoint, because I'm like, he kind of like kept her a little bit of like, no, I'm still, I'm very serious about this. I'm very like, I love, like there's still chance here. This is great. And she's like, you know, I have three brothers. They're crazy. And you just see his eyes. Like I'm never going to meet them. I'm, I'm good. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. But the great thing about their breakup was that <clears throat> he did it with the rose in the hand where like, I thought he like, it's like, yeah, I thought he was going like to give really it to her. That was a weird move. And he did the same thing with Victoria at the very end when mm-hmm. he was like, Hey, come here. And he, you know, and he walked with the rose with her to the car, and I was like, I wanted so badly for him to be like, I was gonna give this to yes. you, but then you were so insane to me. I'm not get in the car and leave. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I cannot. I just cannot believe that she got through after that kind of behavior. And that's what I wonder. What I wish they had more confessionals, like real world or something, where he'd be like, I am, I am losing my mind here. I am so confused. Uh, I really, cause also don't you think in those situations there is one clear winner in his head already? Like, or like, you know that you're yeah. like, oh, this feels so right. And also to prove to like take the lead in love is such a weird concept that doesn't even like, maybe if you pull your cards right on this date and show me something, I'm in, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's a, the whole thing is a bizarre concept and also not the way that like love works. I mean, fuck, maybe at this point it does. I don't know. Like, you know, if somebody took you on a... I mean, I would be... If I were on a show like this and I was really all about this guy, my goal would be to be on, like, my best behavior the entire time. Like, I would want us to be having fun. I'd want us to be having real conversations, trying to get to know each other. Yeah. Like, the last thing I would do is act like that in front of him because like you only get a certain amount of chances to like be around each other why would you ever want to seem even if you are crazy you don't you hide the crazy so you're saying then that girls know when they're doing what they do does she know that she's being like that i mean i've got i've been her in certain situations and relationships where it's like you get a be in your bonnet and Suddenly, I like I can't stop acting like a monster to someone, and I know what I'm doing, but I can't stop. And like that's when you have to just like pull the plug on the whole like interaction, yeah, and just be like, I have to like take a day or something to like really get my shit together. Take a year, like there are just know that nothing good is going to get accomplished. Yeah, or maybe I mean I haven't been in a relationship in a couple years now, so I feel like my approach. I don't know if I would get in that zone again because I feel very comfortable telling someone like what I want, what my needs are, what my expectations. But did that that took you a while to get to? 
Yeah, it takes yeah. a while. Now, for some people, it doesn't take that long, but for other people, it does. And I think if you're just like straight up from the jump about all of that, you're going to find yourself in less situations where you're being like not making eye contact, bringing up like an attacky thing. And then they say like, I'm not doing that. And you go, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Like, that is truly, you need to 5150 yourself. And by that, I just mean go home and, like, have a cup of hot chocolate and, like, watch a show and light a candle and, like, journal. But old Lara would have continued it on, possibly. Yeah. Like, let's, let's say, I'm in this. Let's keep going. Fight it. Yeah. Wow. Would have been like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you say. Okay. Now, if somebody takes you on a bachelor-style date where there's, like, seven activities I mean, that, that that only works on this show. Yeah. There's no way that can work in real life, right? Mm. Without really severely creeping somebody out. Yeah, I mean, as Like a, a second one-on-one date. date and, yeah. yeah. I've been on, like, kind of, like, a Bachelor-style date from, like, a Tinder match. Wait, did you request a Bachelor-style date? No, like, it was just, like... Let's it go was, wild. It was just, like, one of those dates where, I mean, I went, ended up in, like, Palos Verdes... And then we were, like, driving around for a long time and, like, kind of hiked and went down to a pier and then, like, had a burger. It was just, Scoobud. like, it felt very, like, activity date of pe- two people that don't know each other. Have you well. ever been, like, where you're, like, <clears throat> I mean, were you on that date and, like, I mean, were you in love with that date or were you, like, I'm, like, I'm activity out? I just, like, I don't know what this date is. When does it end? I'm not feeling, well, it ended in his hotel room and we had sex. <laughs> We triumphed the shit out of each other. We had a crazy, it was like some really crazy good sex, but it was also just like, then he read to me from his journal and I was just like, oh my God. Like, No, wait, how do you, there's no way you, you, this was truly, I was just like, he's hot and I'm curious, but I don't know, like, I don't know if I feel anything for this person, but he's kind of hot and I'm just like curious to see. Then we ended up like banging and then and he, goes, he was like, like that. Let me then read he was you like, this. okay, hey, I'll be right back. I got to grab something on my car. And in that moment no. I was like, oh my God, he's going to get a gun and come back in here and shoot me. Like this is what I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, what do I do? But I just like stayed in the bed and then he came back in and then read me like nine pages out of his journal. Which is almost worse than being shot in it was, a way. I was emotionally shot. Like, do you have to go like, like, do I you have like, to like, that's oh, that's good, good. Like, yeah, it was just. Oh, that's, wow, what a writer. He did a lot of talking on that date. I didn't do that much talking. And then I was just like, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, thank you. This was fun, but I, I have to go. And then I didn't see him again. I was like, let's just leave it as, I want to just remember it this way. I don't want to like go. I would love. I was like, this is a great date. Like I'm leaving covered in lube and I'm going to drive back home (laughs) 40 minutes back to like West Hollywood. Like sand and lube. Yeah, this is great. But like, I don't see a second date for us. He was like, he wanted a second date. I'm sure he did. He read you his journal. (laughs) He was like, I don't think so. Oh my God. I wonder what his journal entry about you was. I don't. I'm sure. And I wonder it was if like he read long. some other girl the journal entry about you. I l- appreciate his approach to everything, which is really letting it all hang out. Because I feel like he's probably met a really good match. Like, uh-huh. and I think that's the way you do it. But 
for me, I was just like, nah, I just, I can't really do like a dramatic journal reading. And he was fresh out of that thing with Angelina anyways and the kids. <laughs> and like, so, oh wait, I, I know this is bouncing all over the place. What did, I know you're a big Bradley Pitt fan. Mm-hmm. What did you think about his win at the Oscars? I loved did it. Did it touch you in any way? Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of his speeches. I find them to be a little like, on like fun, like not fun, but like uh, uh, clever or trying to be clever. Trying to be clever, but they're not quite there. There's something very like sad about him, which I do find really attractive. I like that too, actually. Um, and I think the speeches are kind of a reflection of that, of some sort of inner turmoil. Um, I'm happy to see him win. I like to see him embraced back into Hollywood. I think everyone in the, the biz has really rallied behind funny. him in his really, time of need. You sense that of like, yeah. yeah. I like the thought of somebody coming out here from like Kansas or wherever. And he was – he literally did – he was that guy that just picked up out of nowhere and like he made it. Remind. I feel like after living out here for like 11 plus years, you see so many Brad Pitt types. And I don't think – the landscape is such that you can make it like that anymore. Like he's one of the last true movie stars that embodies that dream of just being like plucked from obscurity and like thrown on the screen and it just working. And I think it, I like, I like having that dream be kept alive. And I like just like seeing people support him after going through like be, you know, cause he kind of like, issued Hollywood for his high profile relationship yeah. and family. And now that that hasn't worked out, he's, a, he's, he's like back. back. Yeah. But I don't know how happy it truly makes him. He seems like he has a soul sadness. Yeah. Which, but I, yeah, there's that weathered, but kind of like, uh, kind of get a little kick out of this. So yeah. let's keep going. And, and then like, at the party, I think he was really overwhelmed. I was yeah. reading a lot about the after parties and everyone's coming up to him. And then he was like, I'm not really that much of a party guy. And then he just left. Well, see, and I know he's been sober, you know, like, yeah. I always wonder what the truth of that is. Like, is he sober? Does I think he he's smoke sober. Weed? Like, I just always wonder when people say they're sober, if they're sober. Like you know? if they're just like Cali sober. Yeah, Cali sober or yeah, just telling people. I think that he's sober. And I could see those types of parties just not being that much fun. Well, think about it. If you don't have a couple of drinks in you, it can be like anxiety inducing around the biggest like like people that you see on the screen and stuff. And also just flat out boring after a while. He's been yeah. doing award season for like eight months now. Yeah. And then you just are getting constantly approached like over and over and over by for like, pictures for pictures for people that want to congratulate you yeah. or talk to you. And it's just kind of like. Okay, like I can see at that level where he's at that you're just like, it's very empty, all of it. Yeah. And meaningless. I mean, and he even thanked his kids. He said, my kids color I everything that. I do. And, and I, was I really like, liked that. I was like, even Maddox? And <laughs> I thought to myself, I was like, Angelina's not letting them watch this. Dude, that <laughs> she took. I, I said, she took all the TVs out of the house. She's Well, the, well I was kind of like, I was like, wonder, I was kind of thinking like, oh, I, I bet she's like, Maybe a hair, like, I'm I'm glad for him. And then he mentioned the kids, and she was like, fuck you. You have no right to mention those kids. I'm truly just like, what? I want a tell-off. Like, I need Whatever happened of... on that private jet, that's I mean, I what think, I want. I think what happened is just a typical a teenager and a father getting into a fight. Well, and I heard he was, like, wasted, and that's yeah. what, like, got him and to And if there's drinking. substance abuse that's happening, obviously any sort of 
argument is going to be exacerbated and get even uglier than it needs to be. And it probably got really ugly. Like, I mean, for Maddox, it's like that's not his biological dad. And that is a man that came into his life like way later in life, like at eight years old or something. Yeah, like him and Angelina Jolie were already a unit. Yeah, like I don't know how much he identifies Brad as being like his dad or if it's more of like a stepdad type of thing. So I just – there's probably all this tension around that. And then you add like alcoholism or like any sort of addiction to the mix and it's just going to be even uglier. So it's like – I think probably things got really real, but now what's crazy to me and what makes me really sad is when parents have really ugly divorces and the kids and like custody battles over children. Cause I just don't think barring like sexual, physical, emotional, verbal abuse that's like ongoing from a parent that's not willing to change. Yeah. I don't think that that should ever be something that you argue about. No, I mean, I I feel like that's almost hands off, but I always like think that it is close. I don't think anybody in life. I mean, I was actually with one of my really good girlfriends this past weekend in Arizona who had, uh, has been divorced from her husband and they have a child and she really does hold true to that. Like, you know, we don't speak badly about each other. In fact, she was talking about her daughter coming up to her at one point and saying like, you know, did, did dad cheat on you? Is that what it is? And, you know, and she was like, there are, you know, she's like, we, all I can say to you is that we both love you so much and everything when it comes to you is perfect, but there are certain things that are between me and your dad and mm-hmm. they're, they're nothing to do with you or our love for you, you know? And it was yeah. like really fascinating to kind of hear how she spoke about this, but I have to imagine most people don't uh aren't that um you know they won't they'll they'll talk shit all all day yeah each other you know like i picture angelina totally talking shit about brad pitt well and also didn't her parents have like a really tumultuous marriage and and, uh, like they didn't talk for a long time so it's probably modeled to her from childhood of like how that dynamic plays out once there's like a fractured marriage and like but i just have to bring it back to my queen gwyneth with conscious uncoupling and like trailblazing as per usual with keeping <laughs> keeping a friendship and not i mean you don't have to be buddy buddy but staying on the same page when it comes to raising children even yeah. if you're not in a marriage with each other anymore is so important like for just stability purposes for kids and like you model for them like you're modeling like love for them yeah. and if there's if they're getting two different messaging it's like as a person that grew up with like two very different parental styles and never on the same page and like a very tumultuous and, and you like picked difficult up on that divorce. Oh yeah. yeah I mean like that shit really like do. fucked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is weird. Like the older you get, you really kind of realize you, you keep getting chances to improve yourself or to deal with situations better. You know, these mm-hmm. same situations keep presenting themselves almost until you figure out sometimes the right way to handle it. It's a pattern always that yeah. you just repeat and repeat until you and like, you're like learn. oh my God, I'm completely a part of why this pattern is happening. Yeah. You know, even, yeah. You're the common denominator. God, we just talked way deeper truth. than The Bachelor ever has been. <laughs> like literally this would blow But that's Peter's what I love is it mind. really, yeah. it, all these kinds of shows inspire yeah. that deeper dialogue. I mean, I think that's why people love 
love them so much, even if they're just like, I'm entertained and these people are crazy. Like it's speaking to something way down there. Well, I do get scared sometimes when the people that watch it that are like, I want them to find love forever. When I'm like, I just, I mean, I think I'm at a point in my life where I was like, there is no way that he will, like, if he picked any of these people, there's no way he will wind up with any of them in the long run. Yeah, I don't see there being, like, a long-term. Yeah. The only real long-term relationship I could see him in is one with Madison. If yeah. he was truly, like, let's give our lives to the Lord. And, like, and he gave into that. Yeah. I think that that could work because that's a really good way to, like, ground your marriage and just be, like, Oh, marriage centric. Oh, we've talked to my. I've talked to you about my sister about yeah. this. Like that. That really is like the Lord is the other person in their relationship. Yeah, and so and it's all done through Him. You're you know? in a thruple with God. Then I mean, I guess more power to you. But I don't. I don't identify with that as being like. Yeah. I wonder if any guys are like. I wonder if Peter. There's the potential of him getting jealous of God. Of like. What's this dude have that I don't like? Maybe. You know, like is there any? She has a God fetish. Clearly. Like, what if I what if I find out I mainly have a Christian audience right now and I just lose everything? Like, well, that's what thousands. I think also is interesting about someone like Madison is like obviously the Bachelor wants to cater to a. I'm sure there's a very huge Christian audience for yeah the Midwestern the show. yeah and so yeah. like that is scratching an itch that they love to see yeah because I was like I was wondering I was like oh well, there should be a group date where they. Try to go free, like, political dissidents. You're, like, you're never going to see that kind of thing on The Bachelor. It's always going to no. be like – I do love that you kind of mentioned the being excited to go on the dates where, like, he was on date with one of them and they, are like, had to, like, oh, let's skip rocks. Like, they – it's, like, literally prop comedy. Insane. They're, like, trying to find anything to work with. They're, like, oh, paintings, you know, and they have to yeah. be excited about everything. Yeah, Matt, Madison was like that at first where they literally, like, threw a rock into the water and he's, like, just do it. And she's, like, ah! And then threw it, and I was like, oh, my God. I It would exhaust me to try and be – they all love to jump on him and That's, wrap their legs around him. And wait till you're a year into an actual relationship. There's not as much jumping. There's not yeah. as – But only if you're, like, long distance and you rarely see each other is there going to be, like, a jump situation but it does set up those great things where i that's another why i wish people wore body cams on the daily where we could see a year later where he's like i remember when you used to just run and jump on me and now yeah and like when the excitement wears off and you're not traveling internationally and jet lagged and like hung over what then yeah and i mean i like feel when like he's actually a pilot the, for delta what yeah, then you know? but that could be good because if he's traveling all the time then there is at least a little bit of distance in the relationship to make it exciting when they do see each other yeah what's the blonde's name oh great question um i think i could see this this is my problem with the bachelor is i'm already like i don't know like certain f- all their friends names in my are life, like their names i think it's like oh god right uh kayla or it's like pick any name. Yeah, pick any the blonde. Name. Uh, gosh, I wrote it down too because I I kept thinking she was the other. Oh, Kelsey. 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 Yeah, she's I very low self esteem. They nice. could have like a real relationship with each other if they talk. They're talking about like heavier stuff, or if they weren't on sh- a show. Yeah, like I think they're compatible if they weren't anywhere in with Hollywood. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. It was it was so Kelsey just like a little backstory on her. She's had 
some kind of issue every episode mm-hmm. where, and she's had an issue with the girls too, where they're kind of not against her fully, but they're just kind of like, you're monopolizing this time. She's had a lot of crying fits. Some, she brought a special bottle of champagne from Des Moines and, um, Hannah Ann accidentally popped it thinking it was her champagne. Oh. It was like special champagne. I don't know. Special champagne. <laughs> I love champagne from Des Moines. The, well, <laughs> the epicenter of the yeah. champagne universe. Yeah, that, that's where Don Pignon is. Bottled, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, so she's had an issue every, episode so so she's a crybaby she well a little bit and there's real like even in this when they when they had the date and dinner you know he's like what can i expect from your hometown and she's like you'll see she's like do you like chocolate chip cookies my mom makes great chocolate she's, i don't know if you like that i'm like who the fuck doesn't love chocolate chip cookies? Well, she also acted like they were exotic by chance like maybe yeah. like have you ever had des moines chocolate but also i mean I wish that she would have gotten more specific about her dad problems because it was so vague. Very glossed over. And then all of a sudden, so she said, um, you won't be seeing my dad. And like the fascinating line she did let out about her dad that I want to know more of. And if I was the producers of The Bachelor, I would surprise her with the dad on the home down. Oh, yeah. Like fully just really he surprise her. But she said that the excuse that her dad gave her for leaving them was that the Lord told him to do it. Yeah. So that – was a twist I didn't see coming. But like, could you? Because I thought I was like, oh, he's an alcoholic. That's what yeah. my first thought was about well, the dad yeah. being like MIA. Yeah. But then maybe, yeah, it's weird. But like, if I. Like, so then let's like play into that as a producer. I'm yes. like, okay, you have this hyper Christian girl. Then you have this other one that's like, the Lord told her dad to leave her mom. Yeah. Like, let's pit what's, them against each other and see and who wins. Also, then you get Madison involved because she's like into the Lord. Like, yeah. did the Lord tell you know? But no, like, could you? I it did make me fascinated of somebody that's ballsy enough to be like, you know, if I fail you completely, and then I go, I'm so sorry. That is completely the Lord. Mm-hmm. I did not want to do that. It was it took me everything, but I had to obey Him, and I, I just, you know, like it really is like the best possible excuse you could have. Because yeah. If you're willing to go that crazy to your own daughter, if you're willing to say that kind of shit, that's you're a bonkers. But you exactly see why she is the way she is, and I don't know if the Bachelor has the strength or the foundation to carry that kind of weight emotionally. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think like you're, those are real issues, real problems that a lot of people like. We all have weird things in our family. Yeah, but the Bachelor isn't meant to like carry that kind of like the foundation will crack immediately under that weight. You yeah. know, because even you know you could like, see him being like he was like Ugh. what. Yeah. But I guess we'll go for it. Yeah. She's like so well, – and I, love I, I love her being like, and I haven't told anyone. I love when anyone tells a secret on a reality show because, it, I mean, eventually, obviously, she has a little bit of lead time to, yeah. like, tell her mom that she's back in touch with her dad before she, like, sees it on TV. Yeah. But – I don't, it's a funny way of revealing that information. And then she, you know, he gives her the the flower, Kelsey, the flower, uh, the the rose. Mm-hmm. He, he gives her that the daisy. flower. He gives her the daisy. That her, old flower that they he have. Gives her the vape. And uh, no, and she's, <laughs> the jewel. She's crying. Will you accept this jewel? I just, but it plays into that thing of like the man giving the woman validation immediately and like them like she he pulls out the rose and she's like no and he goes let me do it and he's like no just come here come like she's so excited and then they do like the the talking head and you tell she's been crying like he's like i knew you needed that validation so i wanted to give you this validation you know mm-hmm. and like there's something so bizarre to me about i mean about a woman wanting a man or anyone's validation or i guess a guy too but like of 
that being accepted on the show fully is that the man gives the woman validation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the whole point is that you get rewarded for vulnerability. Yeah. But it's like... I wonder if this show is just training women in the Midwest. Produced vulnerability. Yeah. But like they totally buy... It's it's interesting because I feel like there are different women scratching different itches for him because she clearly wants like a savior. So he gets to feel like the big strong man that gets to be the like savior in this situation and like take her out of whatever pain she's been going through. And then someone like Madison is like an innocent, like sexy, innocent, like pure pure servant of the Lord. So then it's like, exciting to think about defiling her but then also it's like there's something very sexual about being positing a relationship to be like we want to challenge each other and like grow stronger in our faith and like all that kind of stuff and i think there is something to be said for somebody that it well do you you don't you don't fuck with teen mom at all right um not recently but like remember like you know farah abraham right yeah like remember like part of her thing was that um they, she was, you know, believed in God, so she didn't have sex, but she had anal sex because that didn't yeah. count, mm-hmm. you know, which is just, that's like a, such a heavy sentiment, you know, yeah. like, but it does feel like there is a certain energy and not bagging on virgins at all, but there is a very sexual energy about a non-virgin, about a virgin at yeah. this age, you know? Totally. Like, it mu- like and he must real. it's like pheromones, like just freaking him out. Yeah. It's like that you're going to drive guys crazy with that. Like, I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised if they ended up together. Yeah. I mean, because she, she is the, I mean, to me, the front runner out of all of these girls. Yeah. And then the other two. So you got Hannah Ann, who is like, oh, Hannah Ann. Doll. Yeah. What's her deal? Because we didn't see that much of her in this episode. So Hannah Ann is a, um, a model mm-hmm. from, uh, I believe, Arkansas. And she's another one that's very close with her family. But she's modeled for Giovanni. Okay. You know Giovanni? Oh, yeah. She's modeled, but she's like been like a teen model. I think she might have messed with pageants a little bit. But uh, you can't get a beat on Hannah Ann except that she looks. Perfect, she looks but I wouldn't kind even of say like sexy. Madison. She just I kept looked, getting them confused with each yeah, other. Yeah, she, she looks like a little like if John Bonet was allowed to grow up with dark hair. Yeah, you know, like there's something like really perfect about her, but you can't get like we were talking about how we thought um, uh, you thought Danica was a cyborg last mm-hmm. week on on uh, Sex Unique podcast on Vanderpump, and I get a lot of cyborg energy <clears throat> from. Dan, from uh, Hannah Ann. Yeah, she does have cyborg energy. Or like, or the uh, there was a show called Small Wonder when I was a kid, where it was like a little robot girl, mm-hmm. and I feel like she is learning, or like she was made human recently, and she's just learning how to feel emotions. So she doesn't like that list. She gave Peter. Oh my a god, list. that list was crazy. She gave him because she knows she was on the chopping block because. He wasn't – she wasn't giving him anything, you yeah. know? And so she wrote – she goes – Do you have the list? Okay, good. I, well, I need to relive How this. embarrassing as an older man to like be like just up on your TV like trying to get the clearest no, picture? No, I want the list. Read so it. this this is going to be a little – let me find the clearest picture I have. Um, okay. Things I love about Peter. And it has – under the eye, it has a heart. Like as the dot and the heart it says one, you make time for me. <laughs> By the way, they've I'm only sure been he's on made t- so much time for you. It's like you've spent five they've been on minutes. Two one on one dates. Yeah. 
Two, you challenge me to the be the best I can be. Three, your bil- your ability to always make me smile. The most generic list. Uh, four, you save me from human trafficking. No, um, <laughs> I uh, let me see some highlights. You make me. Oh, we get to be silly together. Mm. That was a big thing. Uh, your love for family. Um, oh, you're, you're endearing hugs. Your love for family. You encourage me to be. So to be vulnerable and to not hold back. Your understanding nature. Oh, you make me feel beautiful even when I don't feel beautiful. Yeah. But it's like written on like That's a real so remedial like me. sixth grade, like first crush level. Like a pink level. pen. Yeah. Yeah. Like it I, was childlike. Yeah. It was like, like a third grader level reading comprehension level list. And when they kiss like – And it, vague. Very big. Like, what does nothing, any of that mean? That means nothing. It, it feels like you could have Googled like just like love notes. You could say that to anyone. Yeah. I've, yeah, totally. Um, and I, I just – there's something about even when they kiss, like she does kiss him, but there's like – it's completely forgettable. There's no – any kind of passion there. It feels like weirdly like Barbie and Ken dolls without the body parts. Yeah. You know, it's just like just nubbins bumping up against each other. She could be the next to go. I think between her and the lawyer. Well, the lawyer's gone. Yeah. yeah. But I think the only reason the lawyer was gone is because like – He's just not as attracted to the lawyer as he is to Hannah Ann. So the lawyer, I got to fill you in a little bit. They actually, it's she's a weird mystery. At the first, like when the the, the first yeah, what episode, was their meeting? So they had a meeting at a hotel room away from the show where she knew him from the last season when he was on the Bachelorette. Okay, and I don't. Also, a little backstory. Do you know that he? So Bachelorette, he was on this girl Hannah's season, mm-hmm. a different Hannah, and they had sex in a windmill three times with him and the the bachelor the Bachelorette. Wow. So he's like on really, a date. Yeah, well, yeah. Or was like it they, fantasy? They, it was like an overnight. I think it was like a fantasy suite. Okay. I didn't watch that season, but like they keep bringing up that he had sex in windmills. Like he loves windmills, mm-hmm. but they said he had sex three times in it. Okay. And uh, where's he from? Sorry, I just blacked out. I was like, <laughs> where am I? Where am you start I? at windmill. Windmill. Said, no, he's from California. So when they oh, were in California, so he's always like, like, he's never seen one before. Yeah. Growing up in Oklahoma, there are a lot of windmills everywhere. So there does nothing to you sexually. No, I was just <laughs> like, nothing. no, it's a windmill. But <laughs> so the wind turbines, it. however, I'm like, I would fuck in a I'm turbine. A horny little mix. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that drive to Palm Springs, oof. <laughs> I had to wear three pairs yeah. of pants. Pull over now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm flooding my car. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, and so, she, so supposedly they met at a hotel. They kind of alluded that like they had sparks that night. I think they slept together or I think she's like a, a producer plant. So she found – she reached out to him. They scheduled a meeting before she was cast. No, no. The like, they asked, like they met at a hotel like randomly. Just like she was there oh, with her friends, and they he were was like, there or something, and he struck he was up like, a conversation. She was like, You're Peter from the Bachelor, and they seem to like have like some kind of special night that they allude to. But then did she tr- go then, from that to trying out to be on the yes, Bachelor? Yes, and she applied. And, That's it, creepy. When he, totally creepy. So when he, she got out of the car, he was like, "Oh, I was hoping you'd be here," which is just, I mean, he that said was, that. Yeah, he was. He totally said that. That's weird. Um, Maybe she was already in the application process when she met him. Which is just also so sad. Like, I don't, I really do got to, I don't know, and I hate to be, I, I don't know if this is, I was like, I don't know if this is racist. No, I don't know if this is 
you know, I don't know if I could ever date somebody that had applied to be on the, you know, like, I don't know. It would just, it would be, There's we might want different things. Really difficult to not seem totally desperate by coming on a show like this. Or just wanting that influencer life so badly in a way that has nothing to do with your personality. Yeah. You know? Like you're angling for something. Yeah. It's like you have a life of like promoting like oat milk and stuff. If you really think – it's either way is pretty bleak. Like yeah. if you think that that's really your path to tr- finding true love, that you're an idiot. And then if you you're also are just – I mean I guess it's a little bit smarter if you're – or working more in your favor if you're trying to position yourself as like a next influencer, like Olivia Culpo or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but also, it's just like yeah. But like that's what was weird. Like I didn't know if she like she had she was in the application process. Oh yeah, I think she was in the application process because I think she was like I was so happy when I found out it was you. Okay. Um, speaking of that, so I when they they pull up and they see Peter for the first time, they have to give like a little bit about them, and it's like really cutesy and like you know there was a lot of plain things because he was a pilot. Like, what would you use as a cute introduction to like, hi, I'm you know, like, is there a thing that you would use to like meet somebody to impress them for the first time? Like, you trip and say, "I'm falling for you," you know. I would wear like a really hideous mask. Like I would roll up like that, looking like the outsider with like that hoodie and like a melty face. Then I would do with one hand, just pull the whole hoodie off and yeah. be like totally glam yeah. hair and makeup and then be like, make a joke and then laugh. I hope you've seen the outsider. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would really bank on him being a Stephen King fan and having been up to date on the outsider so that he got the reference. No, I don't know if I, I could. I if you try to do like a mini pod with him. Yeah, like, what do you think? (laughs) I think I would just have to be, I don't know if I could pull off, like, a cutesy thing. Yeah, that's what, like, that's, I think, uh, like, a lot of my... maybe if you wore, like, airline wings with, like, your name on it, but even that is, like... There were a couple girls that did the the airline wings. Mm -mm. Well, that was, like, I always try to picture my friends that are girls, like, doing that. Like, because I know a lot of them, it would just pain them so much, and I think that would be fun to watch. Yeah. But you don't, like, every girl, that's the other thing. They all seem so pumped to be there that it's, like, I just would love the refreshing one that just didn't want it. Like, they've just been, like, oh, she's totally feeling forced into this, you Yeah, know? I think I would just try and be, like, channeling as much confidence as possible yeah. and just, like, strut up and do, like, a handshake and a quick hug. Yeah. And be, like, I'm excited. Like, try and keep it real. So with the lawyer, though, that he actually sends home, she kind of has this, like... She's a bad attitude as well. She's a very bad attitude, but it kind of just like, hey, it's been real fun getting to know you. And, like, um... But then afterwards, she was talking... I hope you figure... You have a lot of stuff to figure out. (laughs) Well, then I didn't understand her whole monologue kind of about, like, well, you know, I'm... I'm like, I've got big things going on in my life. And like, I guess he's just... It's it's kind of weird. It's... If that's what he wants. Like, but like... Wow, he's kind of a child. Like it was it almost seemed unbelievable to me. Like it almost Yeah, I think that she was actually like maybe more hurt than she like there was a lot of bravado going on to mask like because I think she really thought I'm gonna get this rose or like I've got it in the bag. And I think when you get overly confident like that, there's nothing more fun 
as like a producer than to just like take someone out at their like peak confidence. I do want like that's what I I would love to know the producers like just like the, betting or being like what yeah can we do? If there's one like Iceman from Top Gun he's like watch mm-hmm. this you know like somebody like rooting against people behind the scenes yeah um I think when you get too cocky that's when you're actually you're most vulnerable to being just like X'd out of a show like this. Yeah. So you got to just like keep it chill, but also be very open. I think not drinking alcohol, but pretending to drink alcohol would be the best. Like, Oh, would you strategy. try to get other girls wasted and you sober? I just, I would count on them to get themselves wasted because it seems like they have no problem with that. But I would probably go totally sober. Just like filling. I would just be like low key sober. Always have like a glass yeah with, like ice in hand but not really i would well, never want to be drunk that's because like dean, then you're gonna get too like anything could happen yeah like dean martin used to do that like he always just carried a rocks glass with him and everybody yeah. thought he was just like a drunk Swilling. and he just wanted people to actually kind of think that like he always had a half full glass with him yeah you know? that's what i do at parties if i'm not drinking like we'll just always have like a cup with like sparkling water or something so at least you have something to drink and, and then it's you'll sparkly like, so you'll, you'll piss yourself i'm so wasted <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my god it's happening again i gotta go home and then just like get out of there yeah uh, i would not be drinking on a show like this so how the rest of these episodes go and i really hope because last last week they did five hours two hour two nights and i feel like i was so happy when oh. this was like an hour and a half only because oh, with was, hulu and no ads i was like Thank oh i god. was like I, I i refused i didn't do my podcast on friday last week because i was like i can't like taking a stand well no it's like (laughs) how dare you abc like i I have a sign outside of abc i want to see chris harrison now um uh so how it goes is hometowns is next week and then uh hometowns and then they have the uh the overnights Mm -hmm. or the whatever the fantasy fantasy someone yeah (laughs) like which is kind of like that is like a lot of pressure and that's going to be a big – because you see in the preview that Madison – She's like, if you have sex with someone, it's going to be really hard for me to – I think that something tells me she'd find a way to reconcile that. And he says he has a weird line – he has a weird line where he's like, I had intimate relations seven days ago with someone else. You know, like he had a weird piece yeah. of dialogue that they overlapped. Mm-hmm. And then did you – I don't know how deeply you watched the previews. I did watch the whole thing. Then yeah. there's like something that pops up on like so, the final day yeah, when like, he's and about to propose. His mom's like, bring her home to us. Yeah. She was like crying. And so my theory bring is – Bring her home to God. I thought that's what she said. Or God oh, wants you. Some oh, like God he, like, You need to go kill there. her, Peter. I don't know. Something was really Yeah, wild. something very – Yeah. Um. So the first day, just Madison, the one that loves the Lord – Um. They, he, she had the first one-on-one, and the one-on-one in California was he took her to his parents' vow renewal ceremony, which is insane. That's insane. And then she gave a speech. That's at actually it. like borderline abusive. I don't think that you should ever be bringing your parents around someone until you're really serious. Yes, about them. that's what I said, and also like. But it, it to me, I was like, this is completely not staged, but like they encourage this to happen. Yeah, but it or, creates like, a level of like totally false intimacy and they took a picture as a family oh my god no like, that's how do you horrific then go back to the other women and go i met his family tonight you know like no but she was all into it so my theory is that she leaves the show because he bangs somebody mm-hmm. and with like penis and vagina and <laughs> not to, dry humping i just want to clarify real sex. deal like yeah. yeah and she leaves the show 
And then he tells he goes his mom, and, and she's like, bring her home to us. Like, you, we need her. So like, then he goes after her. And then he goes after her. her in some kind of desert setting. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, that's Like, he's going to propose to her, and then he finds out that she's left, so he has to go chase her down. Yeah, and he tells that's his parents on the way mm-hmm. as he's chasing her, and then it becomes, like, a madcap, like, Like, dash. will they or won't they? Yeah. Spoiler then, alert, they will. Oh, and maybe, and maybe... I hope that they... The best, though, would be if she really stuck to her guns, and she was like, I said no. Like, no, answer's no. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be... I choose true, me. True, yeah, or just being like... I told you exactly what my needs were. You obviously don't care, which is if you're in this position with someone, the same thing to do. Yeah. If you tell someone, please don't have sex with someone else. If you do, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do, be in this relationship yeah. anymore. And they're like, I did have sex with someone else. Then you need to be like, okay, bye. Yeah. They just answered your exact question and told you exactly who they are and how much they value you and what they think of you. It is cool, though, the people that can stand by their guns like that. There's yeah. only very few people that will actually stand by their guns. You mm-hmm. can usually talk somebody out of something. Oh, totally. But know? the power move is if so- if you tell someone an expectation and then they go against that and then you're just like, okay, no. That is like true power. Yeah. Well, my other thought is if she then – if he's trying to find her and chase her, he gets in like a plane because he's a fly and he flies yeah, and all around. Fly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's – yeah. There's like a series. landing on an airstrip. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. Um, okay. So that's the end of The Bachelor. I have one more thing I wanted to do with you if you're game. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So we – you know, I'm an acting teacher. We've talked about acting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, is there – and I think you really are – you're a solid actor already that you don't even – I think you you don't even know the power you have. Wow, thank now, you. you've watched Real Housewives of New York, right? Of course. Now, there was a episode last season uh, – I think it was called like um, uh, Life is in a Cabaret mm-hmm. where Bethany – Bethany lost her shit. Yes. She's a nervous breakdown. Now, is there any way I could get you to read a little bit of that monologue yeah, and I, I could potentially – direct you through it yes. now we don't need to do the whole thing i just want to see and by the way don't feel locked into bethany what we know she's uh-huh. done okay? yeah don't it's hard because she's make your own choices yeah that's what I'm they saying. always say this in acting yes that you should not go based off of what you've seen in a movie because already it's because be, it's not you it won't be unique to you is tony mm-hmm. all right uh yeah okay. he's fine he's like i do not want to hear her do this let's close this window what a professional actor you're already solid and just, I just want to give you like backstory too. Is that you're with somebody that is a really like thinks they're a big performer, and that's all they're talking about, mm-hmm. and you're just tired of it. And you're also a very successful millionaire in your own right. You don't even have to be here. Love. So just like okay. even what you know. All right. You're insufferable. Okay, I'm going to stop you right. Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. No, I was I like, okay, you what? You're like, okay. <laughs> I live like <laughs> all I ever want is for someone to tell me how I'm fucking up and what I was, I'm doing wrong and how I can make it better. That was I really so respond amazing. to that. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, but I will give you one note. Okay. Could you, and I know this is, and like, this is not being like, but could you just with the thought of building, of starting very low, mm-hmm. whatever that means to you? Okay, cool. Okay. You're insufferable. Yes. No. This is it. Yes. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, wait. This is like Mammoth. Oh, this is her whole thing. Yeah, okay. let's, you know what? Let's skip down Just to. Just tell me where to, because I wasn't sure if this is dialogue or okay. if this is. Let's do, 
do you understand that I did your intervention on my fucking boyfriend, ex-boyfriend? So you have to be like... Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, kids really ruin everything, don't they? <laughs> do, you need to, do you need to go check out them? No, okay, if, okay. if it doesn't bother okay. you, it no, doesn't I bother it. me. Okay. Do you understand that I did your intervention and my fucking ex-boyfriend, ex-boyfriend or ex-fiance died of an overdose? Wait, can you stop that and like actually be a little bit um, like hit, like just slow down on the hitting of like X, X, mm-hmm. you know, like really yeah. nail it. Do you understand that I did your intervention and my fucking boyfriend, ex-boyfriend yeah. or ex-fiance died of an overdose and you haven't checked in on me? Do you understand? I did your intervention while my guy died of a drug overdose. That's perfect. Could you actually throw in a little bit on that last line of like even realizing to yourself you didn't you didn't even fucking do this for me? Do you understand? I did your intervention while my guy died of a fucking drug overdose and you haven't asked me how I am. Hi, he died. He's in the ground. He said, no, you haven't. You haven't. You only one time. I'm going through a lot. Can I try something with you? Yeah. Could you, like, that was perfect. Can you then uh, dip down into a kind of like almost talking to yourself? He said, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You know, like Mm -hmm. bringing you really high. Like I'm checking in with myself. You're like, and he said, no, you haven't. No, you're like, I'm fucking going crazy. Yeah. He said, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You only one time. I'm going through a lot. Come to my thing. And Cabernet fucking Cuban Cabernet upstate (laughs) in which my daughter sleep. What am I? What am I? Look at yourself. Look in the fucking mirror. Look at me. Look at you. You never checked in on Dennis. Not once. No, you never asked about Dennis. You never ask. You never ask. One of you. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Every day is about you. Every fucking day is about you. Every fucking second is about you. Oh, because I didn't get a massage. Be more like, or like, oh, because I didn't get a massage. <laughs> oh, because I didn't get a massage. Because you're an asshole that didn't even have lunch with us today. Because you go to look at your own poster. You, you're, 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 it's your problem. Do you understand? It was a whole weekend. It took weeks of my life for you. She's being your fucking doormat and scared. Yes, she is. She saved you. Now bring it back under control. I had had lawyers come to your house on a Sunday. I spoke to your kids. I sat outside in your driveway to make sure you didn't drive your car. You almost crashed the car and killed your friends. You were running in a field in a negligee. Can you find that funny? Can you find that lightly funny? You were running in a field in a negligee and had to be taken into cop cars and I made sure they didn't record it you ultimately didn't get arrested you left you left fucking rehab that i got you for free for two weeks two weeks early and you said yes you did yes you did it was cabaret you're a sicko for cabaret you left rehab i got it for free you are sick you know what i'm talking about boom that is a pro oh my god laura brichanals Wow, and you can see that kind of energy live on tour with Sex Unique Podcast with Carrie O'Donnell. Your dates, uh, I think you just sold out Chicago. Chicago's on the way of selling out. That's March 18th at Sleeping Village. LA's March 11th. Sold out. It's, it's selling out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, March 11th at the Roxy Theater and April 22nd at Gramercy Theater in New York. And I'm serious, you guys, uh, whoever's going to the LA show, I am going to do a pre thing where we all like, let's let's make this an event. This is going to be amazing. Subheads Thank- unite. I'm, I'm like, covered in sweat. I know, isn't it? That like, was isn't exhilarating. It like fun? It's really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much, as always. You're just awesome. So, thank you. Um, yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.
never asked about Dennis. You never asked. You never asked. Of course I did. No, you don't. No, you don't. Every day it's about you. Every day it's about you. It is. Every second it's about you. Oh, because I didn't get a massage. Because you're an asshole that didn't even have lunch with us today. That you go to look at your own poster. I went for a swim at the beach for God's sake. You're missing her pain. You're not getting it. It's so sad. This is so sad. Did you understand? It was a whole weekend. I took weeks of my life for you. She's being your f***ing doormat. I know she is. No, she saved you. She's my friend. She saved you. We. I had lawyers come to your house on a Sunday. I spoke to your kids. I sat outside in your driveway to make sure that you didn't drive your car. You almost crashed the boat and killed your friends. You were running in a field in negligee and had to be taken in cop cars. And I made sure that they didn't record it so you didn't ultimately get arrested. I was not in a place. You left the rehab that I got you for free two weeks early and said, I didn't leave two weeks early. Yes, you did. You I left a week early to go because I had to. That's cabaret. Yes, and I needed to go is having a full-on panic attack and it doesn't have to do just with Lou. She's got a lot on her plate. I don't know how much she's dealt with the whole thing with Dennis, but she can't take the frivolity of this bullshit anymore. Yeah, you didn't ask me once about how I am a best friend to us. You didn't ask me because you're so hurt. I didn't want to. We were all I'm so sorry about Dennis. I mean, I'm so sorry about Dennis. That's right, folks. The date was February 18th, the year of our Lord, 2020. The man, DJ James Kennedy. The place, sexy, unique restaurant. The event, the comeback of See You Next Tuesday. Now, folks, if you don't know, See You Next Tuesday is a... A night that DJ James Kennedy started where he would DJ, and it was insanely popular, according to him. And then, of course, he got wasted a bunch of times, did a bunch of stuff, and then See You Next Tuesday was done, and he was fired from Sir. So now we are a year and a half later, or a year It's been a long time. And he has finally been invited back to play. Now, the, the, the crazy thing was he just announced this, I think, like a day before. He announced it on Monday. He sent out an Instagram from uh, that had a picture of his text with Guillermo, and Guillermo was like, hey, "You want to play her?" You know, like very Guillermo because he's. By the way, Guillermo is a man's man. Like he's one of those guys that I feel like could shave off his beard and grow one back in a day. Like he's just very manly. Do you know what I'm saying? And he's well dressed. He's just everything. Ge- top notch, Guillermo. Top notch. Um, so he sent DJ James Kennedy. This text, let me find it for you guys because I really, I really want to paint as much of a picture for this as I can, uh, so you get really the ins and outs of all of it. So, the it it says Guillermo. Um, it says, "Hi, brother. Are you in town tomorrow?" Question mark. 
can we start doing again? See you next Tuesday. And then it has like the uh, rocker um, thing, you know, the rocker uh, uh, hand motion. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally putting up the rocker hand motion so you guys can see, not realizing it's a podcast. Um, I guess right off the bat, I would say, can we start doing again? I would say, can we start doing see you next Tuesday again? But hey, we all text our, our own specific specific ways. Um, this was at, let's see here, one twenty seven p.m. And then... It's DJ James Kennedy writes back, yes, sir, all capitals. And you also see just other pieces of information we can get from this uh, screenshot of his phone message. He has 68 unread messages. You know what? If he had one more, it would be, huh? That's right. Um, uh, You can see the last app he was on was Cameo, which is great. I know he's on Cameo. Uh, You see he has 5GE service, so he's not even hooked into Wi-Fi. It looks like he's got 50% of a battery left. So this is the kind of in-depth stuff this podcast gets into. So anyways, this is what set it up. And then his caption was, the boss has spoken. See you next Tuesday is back. And we're kicking it off tomorrow night, the 18th at Sur, 9 p.m. And then he puts a black heart. And so I see this and I'm like, what, what the hell? I was like, I was looking at my phone for more alerts. Am I like, is TMZ going to get at me? Um, you know, I was looking outside. Is there going to be some skywriting? DJ James Kennedy is back. And I was excited. And I was like, you know what? They'll, they'll be others. See you next Tuesdays. But then I was like, whoa, you got to go, man. You, once you, you, you threw your hat into the podcasting game, you're a journalist and I, you know, I've, I grew up watching journalists and they would go to like war-torn countries and they would just really put themselves into the thick of the action. And I was like, Ryan, these people deserve to be in the thick of the action with you. And maybe they live somewhere, uh, you know, in another location. Maybe they're just tired. They live in LA, but they're just tired. There were so many reasons why you guys might not have been able to be there, but I was like, you know what? I will be there. I will be there, damn it. And let's make this the best see you next Tuesday DJ James Kennedy has ever done. Now, so my buddy Jay Reyna, who I talked about earlier, he was going to come over to interview about his his uh, YouTube show that we're going to have his interview on next week. So we And he said he would go with me because then it was like I wasn't really going with anybody. And I've, you know... I've been to quite enough parties by myself, you know, so I'm already, I get, you guys can tell, I get nervous at things. Like I might talk, I might talk big. I might talk tough. You might be like, that's a real man. But like at heart, I'm not, I'm a shy, sensitive creature. And I know you're laughing, but I I genuinely do get very nervous at stuff like this, but I get really excited too. So it's like this, I don't know. I'm at odds with myself. I think you can hear that. But I was like, I want to go. So we interviewed, we had a couple wine spritzers, we pre-gamed a little bit, and it was the, the show started at 9, or he said he would be there at 9, so I was like, we got to get there at 8, because somebody online, I had a bunch of people reach out about like going or not going, and uh, this one lady, I think it was with her husband or her son, and, and she made dinner reservations there, and I was like, oh man, do we have to make dinner reservations? I don't want to eat there again. Like I was literally like, oh no, I don't want to eat the cheese balls, no. And um, <clears throat> so she was like, oh, no, I just you know got dinner reservation. So I was like, we better get there early because – so in my head – and this is not – I'm not even joking in the least. In my head, I thought it was going to be 
like in my head, I thought it was like Coachella. I thought it was going to be like a mile long line and then I would just, I would just go down the mile long line and interview people. Like I really did. And I, I thought, I thought it would be like people like screaming and cheering. And, um, it, I thought it would just be electric. Like the, the excitement would be palpable. I kept saying that that night. I was like, the excitement is palpable. And so we get there and, and, uh, I should have made this a highlight reel. I guess I'll throw, I'll throw that back up there tomorrow on my Instagram. But, um, you know, it, it, uh, how do I say this? Uh, nobody was there at eight o'clock. I was there. Jay was there. Uh, the security guard was there. Uh, nobody else was there. In fact, I even asked the security guard, can I come in? Like, cause I thought maybe they were closed. I don't, it was, you know, and there was just like, there was a couple stragglers it seemed like, but nothing. Cause then I was like, these, do these people know who's about to play DJ James motherfucking Kennedy? I was so excited. And then I was like, and that's when you start to, (laughs) that's when you start to realize that like, maybe you've, uh, you question your life choices just a little bit. And I've done that a lot this year, but you kind of go like, Oh, maybe the thing that I love so much, um, not a lot of other people love so much. And it was like, it was one of those questions you kind of ask yourself and then you kind of like have a drink and you're like, I should probably keep drinking. Um, beat those thoughts out of my head because then you're just like wait a sec if i i'm like positive that he's like this is really exciting and nobody else seems as positive as i do so we get there and i'm kind of like and i have my uh, little camera bag of equipment you know because i'm a professional <laughs> i have like a zoom microphone and two mics <laughs> at this point i've been in this sir like i it's I'm probably nearing 50 times, something ridiculous, something really horrific. Um, And it's not like it changes. None of it, it never changes. It's always the same. But like, I'm starting to walk in there with a little bit too much of a confidence, a little bit too much of a like, yeah, take a left to the bathroom and you're going to hit the uh, busser station. Like, I know too much about it. I've been in that alleyway way too much. Um, you know, so it's like one of those things, like if they gave out one of those free Subway sandwich, like buy nine subs, get the 10th for free, I'd have like five free subs by now. So I get there, I go to the bathroom, go, <laughs> you guys don't need to know that, I go pee and I do a little, um, I do a little note for you guys. Here it is. Okay. What's up guys? I'm in the third bathroom. I came here. To see the DJ James Kennedy premiere, I don't know if this audio is going to be really great, so I'm hiding in the bathroom to try to get clean audio. Nobody's here yet, okay? But it's 8.26, he goes on at 9, supposedly, unless they, like, make it 10 o'clock. I'm so nervous, you guys. This is a big one. Like, what's going to happen tonight? Who are we going to see? Is DJ James Kennedy going to talk to us? Is he, am I going to get arrested? There's so many questions. I just saw Guillermo enter the bar, and Guillermo was high-fiving the staff. So I think he's expecting a big night. Who knows? But so far, it is dead. That's all I'm going to say. There is nowhere to go but up. If you don't hear from me, again, this is like the Blair Witch Project. Do a film about me. And uh, so then I go out of the bathroom. I wash my hands. And then I go out of the bathroom. And I get my first drink of the night with uh, Jay. Well, I, we pregame drinks. But then I get a drink. And I'm like just taking it all in, kind of looking around, seeing if anybody's there for DJ. Like I just feel like like I – I was just so befuddled because I was like, shouldn't everybody be fucking excited here? Like I almost was like, should I scream? Are we ready for DJ James Kennedy? Should I be a hype man? Should I be like, who are we here to see? Um, 
and no, I mean, I guess I didn't do that. But what I did, then Guillermo walks in and he's like, like really dressed well, like he always is. And uh, <laughs> like, I'm just like, hey, there's Guillermo. Hey, there's, hey, you know, that's Guillermo over there. You know, like it's like I know what I'm doing. Like, hey, Guillermo. And uh, I walk up to Guillermo <laughs> and I literally, I took it. I, I say, hey, will you take a picture with me? I, I think I also have 50 pictures with Guillermo. Um, and I literally said this in all seriousness. I said, Hey, thank you for having DJ James Kennedy have see you next Tuesday again. And he goes, of course, of course, of course, of course. And he was very nice. He's always extremely nice. I, I cannot, uh, say that enough. He's always so nice. Um, and, uh, but I just, I loved, I was very sincere, uh, I was expecting to see Peter, did not see Peter yet. I was just – and then I was kind of like, well, fuck. Now we just like wait for an hour? You know, and the thing is with liquids, I'm – I drink liquids very quickly. And that's not anything to do with alcohol. That's literally to do with liquid hits my lips and I like to suck it down as quickly as possible. Uh, any of my close friends will tell you, a huge liquid drinker here. Um, I like all kinds of liquids. Uh, water, sodas. I try not to drink soda as much anymore. Coffees. I just always need some kind of liquid in my mouth. That sounds so weird. Do not pull that as a sound clip. Um, so yeah. So then in my back of my head, I was like, fuck, I don't want to keep buying drinks. You know, like that's stupid too. Uh, but then we, we go out there and there's like a little patio area, um, where they have like the sir brunch sign. And I was just like, okay, I'll be out there and I'll just like wait for people to come in and I will uh, – I'll talk to them as they come in. Should I just randomly walk out like, hey, hey. Because everyone wants this picture and so it causes like – Guys, it's so exciting. That was way off on how popular this would be. I literally thought there was like the, the fucking – I thought line out the door. It's – even with him just posting about it, didn't he just say it yesterday? Yeah, but I still I, think there's like... Oh, there he is, there he is. So at that moment, he he stepped in front of the DJ booth. He was taking pictures with the onlookers. And when I say onlookers, I really mean just like a couple of people. And then uh, I saw my friend Ashley, uh, and, and I spoke with her for a brief second. Do you like this? Is this good? Is this like walking you through it? Do you feel the emptiness of the club? A fan of the pod here right now, and also my good friend Ashley. Ashley, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. I'm here for the return of White Kanye. Now, you just spoke to White Kanye before I said, how was he feeling? Can you give us any kind of insight into his mind right now? I think he's in a great mood. I think he's super hype. I think he's ready to go. He's was he focused. nice to you? He was super nice. But he, he was, But he was still eyes on the prize. He wasn't too focused on you he was focused on his dj equipment he was pretty focused on his dj equipment and then i showed him how i had brought my see you next tuesday t-shirt yeah and a silver sharpie for him to sign it for me and um, what did he say instantly broke his focus he That's was amazing. thrilled oh my god lit up at the sight of the merch do you think you broke his focus at all do you think he now is not able to pay attention to his set I hope at all he's able to get it back together in time before he starts spinning i think it threw him for a loop you know what are you hoping to hear tonight Top man. Top man. Any, anything that I just want to hear Top Man over and over and over again. (laughs) And if you tell him another song, did you tell tell him you'd like to hear? That was how I kind of signed off with him. I said, Top Man is my favorite song. It's one of my most played on Spotify in 2019. Just so you know. And what did he say to that? He gave me a high five. Okay, so 
what is there? It's still kind of dead. It's like deader than I thought it'd be. I'm really I thought surprised. I thought at there the turnout be... here. We had dinner at Tom Tom. I don't know we if saw it's like... Lisa. Oh really? So we do you think Lisa Maggie. will be here? I think she's coming. She Was told Jiggy my, there? My girlfriend, yeah, and Ken. And she said, "Oh, DJ James Kennedy." Uh, we'll be we'll be walking down, down in a second. Tonight. It'll take us hours. Yeah. Um. Uh. So, so was she the te- knows. I think she's. Was the excitement palpable in Tom Tom? Could could you feel that everybody knew James Kennedy was returning to Sir? Oh, did you say anything I to think Lisa? Everybody in the neighborhood knows absolutely. And, and she that's said, what she said, "He's he's spinning down the block tonight, darling." She's like, "Please pay cash." Um, okay, so we're in the right place. How long do you think he's going to play for? That's and do you think he'll take breaks? Do you think he'll do the Wraith song, the Black Wraith? With oh, where? Can you imagine? Could I you request wish. that? Now, what do you think my tactic should be? Should I talk to him now or should I wait till later? I think you should do both. I think you should try and get in with him now, kind of a pregame. You know, but where should, is your head I, at? Where should is I try focus? to put a mic in his? Oh, they're they're looking at me now with the mic. Oh God! Now I might have got busted. Uh, but I think you could. I think he would. I think it's a podcast. I think he yeah, appreciates that. Okay. Anyways, uh, are you going to the Sex Unique podcast live show? Of course. Okay, then we'll see you there. Yeah. Wait, by the way, we're going to keep getting updates from you all night. Hopefully. Absolutely. I'm your obviously okay, correspondent. Perfect. Sadly, we never spoke to Ashley again that night. But we did see her. But then I just kind of took its turns. I also want to paint the picture of. At this point, I'm half two mics out. I have mics out uh, and a bag of equipment, and uh, I think security and like the hostess was starting to notice some weird guy just shoving mics at people's faces. So I was a little worried that I was going to get thrown out of See You Next Tuesday, but I think they really they really had no choice because there wasn't tons of people there. They didn't want to probably lose me, so they're like, "Yeah, I guess let them record." Um, so then my friend Amanda uh, Haska came in with her friends. I think Amanda will be on the pod sometime soon. Uh, she was great. She stopped by and then, but she came in and then she like pretty much left immediately. Um, and then I bumped into the two hosts of a very popular podcast, Vanderpump Rules Party. I don't know if you guys have listened to that. It's great. I've, I've, I've. They've always been super nice to me, and I actually watched the premiere of last year's Vanderpump Rules season premiere. They had like a hotel party that was awesome, actually. Um, Holly and Sarah, uh, they are just two of the nicest ladies, and we uh, we talked for a second. Just getting uh, Man on the Streets interviews over here at uh, DJ James Kennedy's triumphant return to Sir. Um, uh, I'm going to pass the mic over to two ladies right now. Um, who am I speaking to right now? It's Holly Borges. It's Sarah C. From the Hello. podcast Vanderpump Rules Party. Are you kidding me? Woo! <laughs> um, tell me what you're wearing. You guys are both wearing uh, matching shirts right now. Yes, go ahead, Sarah. Katie Maloney's Bar and Grill. Nothing short of that. <laughs> the only bar and grill that does exactly everything that hey, Katie likes. Can I tell you, one of our listeners created a Spotify list of the music that would be on the playlist at Katie Maloney's Bar and Grill. Is and it all just a You Give Love a Bad oh, Name? Oh, there's some County Crows on there, hon. Okay, well, let's, and maybe some, it's a good playlist. And out. a little Lisa Loeb. <laughs> you say... <laughs> You're going to love it. I wonder what Schwartz's playlist would be. It would just be like Deep House where people are like passed out Fish. around. Yeah. Fish. Fish. Um, what are you guys hoping to see and hear tonight from DJ James Kennedy's triumphant return? Well, first of all, my first impression was I walked in and I was shocked because it's empty. Yeah. We came in through the back because we actually got a meter in the back, which is... That's where to get it, it's, sir. Like, that's like a piece of history yeah. in the alleyway. We were like, holy shit. Like, normally we'll valet, which they just park over there. And it's like, we'll just park it ourselves and just pay the fee. Yeah. It's like, she's like, there's a meter in the, in the alley. 
But normally like, it's bonus. bumping, so maybe we're just here too early. Well, we are Tuesday after a president's after a hopping President's Day weekend, so <laughs> it's a weird night for him to choose. But I really thought he was like the Grateful Dead or Pearl Jam, where people would come out in droves. Me too. Well, they always do like the one day notice, which isn't great. It's not great for me because I need to mentally prepare for at least a couple days. You need to get the blowout. I think you need to get the makeup like, artist. I think like. No, no, because literally she goes, it was 740. She goes, I'll be there at eight. I was like, my hair was so wet in a bun. I was like, well, I intended to curl it, but apparently I'm just going to go with the. I wonder when DJ James Kennedy looks out now, he's like, they didn't bother to get a blowout for me. Yeah, and and I'm wearing a t-shirt, which I never wear t-shirts, but in this occasion, I mean. Uh, Number one song you do want to hear him play tonight, no joke. Um, gosh. Well, season one was playing all day today, so I'd kind of like to hear, the girl I want to be. <laughs> Did you catch that today on the marathon? No, I have to work a real job. It was like I... when Ariana was like, oh. you know, the, and it was actually, I mean. Well, do you think Ari, do you think any of the cast will be June. here tonight? Do you think any of the cast will be here tonight? Um, I was thinking so, but it's not looking great right now. Well, after tonight's episode, I don't know if Jax and Brittany will show up. Yeah, yikes. You guys watched. Did you guys watch it before you came? No, um, we have. How, Ryan? Because it's on right now. Well, I didn't know if you guys got oh, advanced copies nice. or something. Well, like that. normally I have to go and do either go to the gym or go to a sauna to watch it at 6 this p.m. Is, this is how real podcasts happen, no, by the way. I'm, most of, like, sometimes I'm at the gym, but they don't have it on. And by the time I find someone to change the channel, oh, wait. One time I got shamed because I was in the middle of a running class because they only had it on the treadmill. And I was watching, and, and then a running class started, and they're all evil-eyeing me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I have work to do. And I, like, disrupted the running class. So then I started going to this sauna thing. It's, like, in a tanning salon, but they have, like, mini saunas. And I only go there because they have a, the early feed. And so I'm sweating my ass off, taking notes on my phone, like, and my Your phone appreciation of the art of podcasting is insane. You're, so, yeah. no, when it, she said, well, yes, we can come here tonight, I said, well, then I'm going to cancel my sauna because I have to shower. Well, since I started my podcast, I've gained, like, 20 pounds. I'm getting, like, a real podcaster. Like, it's like you don't get to focus because you're taking notes while you Yeah, it's a lot shows. of work. I, yeah. I just really hope that we hear Top Man tonight that's, because yes. when it comes on, the whole place jumps and like that's what, I, that's what I'm hearing. I just saw Peter Madrigal and Brett walk by. Oh, yeah. I saw Brett earlier. He's not as tall as I thought he would have been. That's how it is, ladies. He's not as tall. You heard it here first. He's not as tall. I heard him talk he's about smoking tall. pot. Oh, and he's a drug addict. You, hear that, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Overheard in L.A., drug addict, not as tall. Probably that means not as big of a dong as we've heard. So, um, Okay, I will not well, take I too did, much of your guys' I time. did hear that, though, because I will just say I asked someone, and I said, Exclusive. well, I said maybe you could, like, shame them the other way like well unfortunately we can't because we've heard both yeah, Max and- <laughs> I, unfortunately I've heard the same I mean, thing yeah, that both yeah. him Max and Brad have like huge dongs and it's like it's such a bummer when it's like somebody like good looking already it's like let them like God why wouldn't God want them to deal with a small dong so that you know what I'm like you, so you learn adversity yeah um, so I'm assuming you guys will do a full review of tonight on your show right absolutely when well, we get to it okay so you guys already <laughs> listen to Vanderpump Rules Party so you you already know who these ladies are um, if you happen to come to me afterwards, this is a little treat for you guys. So uh, I hope you guys will come on well, later. In yeah, the and we want to say we are and so I proud of Bachelor. you. We love your podcast. You so nice. We met Ryan last year at our premiere party, and we loved him. Which he they had the awesome. best yeah. premiere party. This premiere was like 
very sad because there was very not a unhealthy party to to like. But you guys had a whole hotel room. You were giving away gifts. You had Taco Bell. Yeah, we love you, our listeners. You and had Jeremy Maddox show up. You had Rob. Rob out of nowhere. <laughs> I was literally three beers in, and Rob Letta all of a sudden walks in and like some kind Isn't of. Isn't he magical? But it was like not. I was not expecting it. No, so it like I was literally like just all of a sudden like hiccuped. But wasn't he like? Hi, yeah, I'm Rob. Right. I was like trying to sneak a photo from this side. He was side. tall in his trench coat. It was, you know. Personable. He was like, anybody need a TV hung? Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, go go and enjoy. I, I Maybe right. we'll talk to you about what you th- think about this later. But yeah. quickly, I want you guys to come on. Yes, but it might not be Vanderpump related. So uh, I no, I told you. I watch every single season of The Bachelor. But do you guys realize how hard, you guys know how hard it is to do this stuff? Like, I'm yeah. like scrambling with a real life. Yeah, anyways, nobody needs to hear this. <laughs> uh, Okay, we'll see you guys in Cool. Okay. So I think you can feel the energy at this point really was palpable. I think there was at least 20 people in there, and uh, Brett from the new cast was in there hanging right next to DJ James Kennedy's booth. The lights were low. There was a purple lighting. Felt like there might have been fog. I don't know. So how Sir is laid out is you you go inside. There's that Sir like neon sign. To the left is the hostess stand where Lala used to stand. And then there's like the main bar. And then to the left of the main bar is the DJ James Kennedy booth. Um, and it's very tiny. It's very tiny and it's like a very tiny dance floor. Now I've seen DJ James Kennedy play a lot of times. One time I saw him play, which is like, I've seen him play There's a couple just dark stories about DJ James Kennedy's playing there. I think I've told some of these before, but I'll tell you again. One time, I think it was after the Countess Luann show, the first show, not the one at the Wiltern. Yeah, I've seen multiple Countess Luan shows, whatever. Uh, what guy hasn't? But after the first one, everybody, a lot of the uh, the people that were there, I think it was like Ronnie and Annabelle and Danny, we all went over to, uh, to Sir afterwards. And DJ James Kennedy was spinning. He was on the ones and twos. And th- it was actually busy. It was packed. And uh, good time was being – I think we started at Pump, then we moved our way to Sir. But the thing that I remember was that his mom, DJ James Kennedy's mom was there dancing in front of DJ James Kennedy's booth. And it was, this was like two years ago. And like, I don't know. She like, you know, you kind of felt for DJ James Kennedy because, and yeah, I don't ever call him James Kennedy. I call him DJ James Kennedy. That's the correct way to say his name. It's French. And his mom would just was dancing in front of the booth and kept like, um, raising her arms up and trying to touch DJ James Kennedy's hands, which is kind of what I would do as well. So it would be weird. Like DJ James Kennedy would have to like hold his mom's hand over the DJ booth and she'd be like twirling around and dancing and be like, oh, like really supportive. But also it was just – it was a weird vibe. Do you get what I mean? It was weird. And I don't mean anything like like gross. It was just weird. It was just like if I – no offense, mom, if you're listening. If I was spinning on the ones and twos – I don't know if I'd want to see my mom directly in front of stage. Like she could, she could stand like stage, stage left or stage right, but like directly in front of me, I'm trying to make the crowds move and dance. And then I have to see my mom right there. So it was just, it was just something that struck me as odd. Another time when I saw DJ James Kennedy perform, and I think I've told this story on sexy, unique podcast, but, and this doesn't go further than this podcast is that he was hammered. He was slammered. He was drunk. He was drunky as a skunky. And I, you know, you could tell that as the night went on. And I was like, well, I got to go. 
and not unless I did this the same the other night where I was like, well, fuck, I get a, I should get a picture real quick. And I go up to him and he go, and I go, Hey, can I get a picture? And he goes, yeah. He goes, I oh, know you. And I'm like, once again, that I think that's an Australian accent. I don't know. He goes, I know you. And I go, Oh, for real? He goes, you're the guy making out with that girl all night. And like, I literally, I was there with guys. Like I was there with Logan and this, I, you know, like there was just no girl. I'm like, huh? And I was like, Oh, I, I don't, uh, I was like, oh, I wish. I don't I don't think I am. And uh, he goes, yeah, you are. He goes, you're a producer. And I go, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm definitely not a producer. And he goes, put me in your, one of your movies. And I go, what? And I, I was like, oh, my God, does he think I'm Randall? Like, I got scared for a second. He's like, put me in one of your movies. I'll make you a billion dollars. And I'm like, whoa, a billion dollars. That's like – but like to have that kind of confidence, like I would never – I would be like, I'll do good in your movie. I'll be good. I'll be a good actor in your movie. But like a billion dollars, like that's – and it almost made me want to make a movie and put him in it because I was like that would be a cool guarantee to really hold over him of like, dude, let me know when it hits a million. Um, and I was like, no, no, I'm not a, not a producer. I just wanted a picture. And then he goes uh, – and I'm going to use a different word for this than what it actually was. You can fill in whatever you want to think the word is here. He goes, do you have any pasta? And I was like, no. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't. I really, I do not. I just, I was having drinks. He goes, give me some pasta. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, come on, man. Give me some. Like he was like tanked. And I was like, oh, no, no. I just wanted a picture. And I posted the picture of us this week in like the third slide of something like the night after. I think. I don't know. And, uh. Yeah. So it was one of those like weirdly funny stories where it's like, oh my God, you could see where when DJ James Kennedy is drinking, he might be a liability um, because he's just telling random strangers they're producers and he's asking them for pasta. And that's never good out in public if you're, you know, on a TV show. So those were my DJ James Kennedy stories from the past. So now. I, I, you know, we go in, he's playing. And the thing is, I start realizing is that I, I was out there talking to the Vanderpump Rules party host and I realized he's already playing. It's just that like nobody's making any noise and it's kind of like deep house or something. You know, it's like not, it's not like, it's not like counting crow. It's, it's not even song. It's, it's just like kind of like the Abiza. Isn't that funny? Abiza, 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 Abiza remix. And so also I just want to, Oh, I forgot to tell you guys this part. The reason why I went to was that on Twitter, he said, like, who's coming tonight? And I was like, I am. I'm coming, DJ James Kennedy. And then I said something about, like, oh, my dream is my make-a-wish is for me to make DJ James Kennedy play uh, Mr. Jones by uh, by County Crows. So I was like, that, you know, by the way, that could be read as a joke, but, like, in in my heart of hearts, I kind of fucking really would love, like, that would make me cry. So I wrote that and I was kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, but then he fucking, he shoots me back a tweet with a picture of Adam Duritz with the lyric, I wish I was beautiful, which is one of the big lyrics from a little song called Mr. Jones. Well, I was down at the new Amsterdam just staring at this yellow-haired girl Mr. Jones strikes up a conversation With a black-haired 
flamenco dance You know she dances while his father plays guitar She's suddenly beautiful And we all want something beautiful And I wish I was beautiful la, 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 la. Yeah, so that's that's Mr. Jones. It's a slow down version. Yeah, I'd have different versions of Mr. Jones in my library. So what? Who cares? Regardless, he shoots me back that tweet and I'm like, Mr. DJ James Kennedy, you are beautiful, sir. And I was like, like I was at work and I was like, he, 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 he tweeted me back. I was so excited. I was so excited. Then I was like, wouldn't it be cool if Adam Durth, the lead singer of Counting Crows, tweeted me a DJ James Kennedy lyric? Like that would be insane if Adam Durth was like, top man he's a bad man with a picture of dj james kennedy i would freak out i like we're fully living in a simulation um but it got so excited and i realized this is why I this is why i've dedicated my life to this this is it this is so exciting um and then i was like we're gonna go to the concert tonight and it's gonna be jam-packed i'm gonna have the time of my life i'll be dancing and they're gonna put on mr jones just for me in in my head this is exactly the kind of shit i do in my head where i just like every story ends with me on like people's shoulders where they're like picking me up, like cheering me on, like, Ryan, you're the best. We like that's I just fantasize. There's a there's a, a story by James Thurber. I think it's called Walter Mitty. And it's just about this man who like literally goes through his life just daydreaming like these fantastical situations. And that's really what I do, you know, is that I just sit there and just imagine these amazing like like me flying or me turning into a teen wolf or something crazy like that. So in my head, anything was possible that night after he tweeted me because then I was like, oh, I'll just like go up to him and be like, hey, bud, remember at Ryan Bailey 25? That's me. A little song called Mr. Jones, whatever. So I don't. So he's playing whatever he's like, but he's just kind of like noodling around. Nobody's really there. I'm just like. Do you know who is here right now? Like, this is crazy. But like I said earlier, then I'm starting to get nervous. I'm like, maybe the show's not as popular as I think it is. And maybe I shouldn't really be doing this. Maybe I should do a show about a more popular show. I don't. So then, um, so, so the DJ booth is there. And then to the left, you have this little outside area that has like three tables. And me and Jay uh, go and sit out there. Like, you can just sit out there like i'm sure they'd want to sell food but we were sitting out there so you have a direct like a direct eye into the dj james kennedy performance but at least we can sit down and we don't have to like you know dance in front of the booth i would say there's about like 15 20 people there maybe it like looks like the dance floor is very tiny so 20 people looks pretty full on that little dance floor um so we get drinks and then two of my friends from Sexy Unique Podcast, the Facebook group, um, I don't think, I don't know if I'm allowed to say Connor and I don't, I'm not, you know, anyways, I don't need to get them involved in this, but um, they came and I got to meet them in person. Like That's exciting meeting internet friends in person. It's so fun, actually. It really is. It's nerve wracking because you're like, oh, I hope they like me like they like my comments, <laughs> but it's, it was great to meet them finally. And um so we're just kind of oh, and there was like I remember there was like a uh, a lady and her daughter. Her daughter was like sixteen or seventeen, and uh, she brought her there for her birthday. And they had just ate a tom tom, and they came over here. And I was like, oh, do you want to be on a podcast? And they're like, yeah. And then the mom came over and talked to me for a second, and she was really nice. Uh, but I just didn't. And I was like, ah, I don't think I'm going to interview them. Like that's just I don't know. It just something felt off at this point, and I was like. I'll just watch this performance. 
And so now I'm going to play you a bunch of clips from the actual performance. You will hear him in the background. Uh, a couple highlights to listen for maybe is his um, his equipment cut out. <laughs> he stood up on the DJ booth, and then his equipment fully um, you know stopped playing, and that was. But he was you know he held it together. I couldn't. You know, and I'll talk about this in a sec because somebody posted something that I really don't know of is accurate. Also, you know, there was a guy next to him that looked like Schwartz, but it wasn't Schwartz. So I've heard a couple of people say Schwartz was there and um, like there was a guy that looked a lot like Schwartz, but I think it was just one of his buddies, but it 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 definitely wasn't Schwartz. So uh, here is some of the man, DJ James Kennedy, in action doing what he does best. DJ. Now, at this pl- this point, you realize he's playing his hits. He's playing – and by hits, I mean like the stuff where he actually raps over it. So I'm like, we got to be here in top, man. We got to be here in feeling you. All of a sudden, I also realize Pirate Pete, Peter Madrigal, the manager of Sir, he's there. He's taking photos with fans. It's starting to fill in a little bit, and that's when we hear my favorite song ever. What a blue sheet! And when he says, when when the lyric that he goes, royal blue sheets, to me, that's like mom's spaghetti and Eminem. Mom's spaghetti. So I yell out all the time, royal blue sheets. Just a little fun thing you might want to do if you ever see him live. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So at this point, we realize he's not closing his set with Top Man. So we know we're in like, but we were like, oh, um, we're fully into the hit. So we expect feeling you at this moment. And guess what? He does it. Yeah! This is a great song. This is a jam! Oh, shit. Where's the lasers? I got a feeling you. Oh my god, I just realized I'm that guy at the concert in the club where I'm like, yeah! And just right then, when I wanted lasers the most, tragedy happened. (laughs) No! Oh! Do a freestyle, man. You're putting me on the spotlight. Black Ray! 
Yes, that's right. His equipment cut out right in the middle of feeling you. And the only thing I could think to do is yell out, Black Wraith. Black Wraith! How's everybody not doing? Make some noise right now. But you know, I gotta say, he's a true professional. He didn't let it throw him. He was like, how's everybody feeling tonight? You know? And um, so I, I admire that about him. The music started up again and everything was fine. Um, I guess this was, I think it was like, a, I don't know, around 11 at this point. I'd been there way too long. Um, and you know, you kind of make those decisions as you do where you're like, I got to call it. Like, I think Sir closes at midnight anyways. Uh, you know, I'd seen what I was going to see. It wasn't the the insane – it wasn't, you know, something insane like Guns N' Roses back from like 20 years of not being – you know, it was it was what it was, you know? And I was like, he's – it's his first one back. It's a Tuesday night. It's after a holiday weekend. So I started making excuses in my head, you know, like very little notice for people. This is going to go on all summer. Wait, what month are we – well, we're not even in summer. This is – I don't know. Whatever. And by the way, Katie Maloney on his Instagram post said, congratulated him and was very nice about it. But that happened on Kristen Doty's birthday. So in my head was, I was like, is she being kind of rude to Doty through giving an encouragement to James? It makes it much more evil if you think that's what she did. Um, so I was like, you know, and then when I'm like, I just want to get out of here. So I knew exactly what I had to do. So I went right up to him. Uh, I was going to get a picture. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> I go, hey, I'm the county. <laughs> I was, I'm not supposed to laugh at myself. I go, hey, I'm the counting crows guy from tw- from Twitter. <laughs> Such an idiot! Oh my god! And he's like smiling at me, like, okay. <laughs> and we got like a couple of pictures, and I posted one of those on the Instagram. Poor Jay. Jay's like having just take pictures of me in weird situations. He's a really great guy. And, um, <laughs> and so then, so they were walking out and then I, then I'm just like, fuck, I got to get content somehow. And then I see Max, he's like bussing there and I like, Hey, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> I'm just like trying to get pictures with the, I like, I think I took a picture with the valet. I was like, fuck, sir valet, let's do this. Um, and that was my night at, that was my night at Cersei and see you next Tuesday. But you guys, then there was this – a lot of people gave me this Instagram post or this – where is this? I'm going to show you guys this um, or tell you guys about this because I did not see what they are talking about. So this Instagram account at Bravoing Together um, – one of their followers wrote them and the comment is went to dinner in Beverly Hills last night and the boyfriend and I stopped by Sir at about 11:30 for the White Kanye's DJ set. It was shut down by midnight due to low attendance so we walked over to TomTom to find out it also being closed. Met Schwartz though. While walking by the Abbey on our way back to our car, James was getting kicked out of the Abbey after starting a fight while Brett was apologizing for his behavior. He's just talks so toxic all the way around. Now Okay, there is a possibility this happened, but I mean, I, I, I literally we left around eleven, and I, and I gotta say, like, a couple things. Like, it wasn't packed, but it wasn't dead. Secondly, 
Tom Tom, I think on weeknights or like earlier in the week on Sunday night, they closed at midnight. I think they do close at midnight on certain nights. So that would make sense. I certainly didn't think they were going to stay up until two in the morning. You know, um, I also, while I thought James was having fun, by no means did I think he was wasted. That was me. I was wasted. Um, but no, for real, I just didn't think he was in that way at all. Like I'm not, cause I, I believe me, obviously we've seen him freak out and stuff like that. I just didn't see that. And like, I don't know, it just feels like you can say anything these days and people might believe it or people want to believe it. So I definitely think sir was closed down, but it doesn't mean that was because it was dead and the same thing. And also people were saying Schwartz was there, but like in this one, it says Schwartz was at Tom Tom. So that would actually make sense. Um, so this comment came out and I just thought that was interesting. And, and I also, the reality of that situation though, is, does anybody have any video of this? Because I would imagine there would still be enough, like a handful of actual fans that would have followed DJ James Kennedy to the Abbey. Cause guys, just so you know, the Abbey is like, uh, like half a block down from where Sir is. So like, I would imagine they would just kind of follow him and try to be around him. And if that was the case and he was flipping out, they would get a video of it. I mean, Brett definitely was there. So that is true, but I don't know. So that is my night. That is my boots on the ground. I wish it was more exciting. I wish, but I'm going to keep going. I'm going to have, I think I'm going to probably take friends all summer long until I just get sick of Vanderpump rules entirely. It's, it's, we're getting there. We're getting to the end of that. But now... The good Lord giveth like, like the DJ James Kennedy experience, or just, you know, I felt like there was a big gift. Maybe it didn't turn out the way we wanted it, but it was a huge gift. But then also the Lord taketh away a tragedy befell me this week. After I watched this week's episode of Vanderpump rules. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was So Wednesday morning, I had woke up with a hangover from DJ James Kennedy's See You Next Tuesday, and I had watched Vanderpump Rules, and I was furious. And I think there's maybe two sides, unfortunately, and I talked about this on Mixing with Monty's pod, is that it is interesting. It seems – I would think it would be very clear-cut in the right and wrong of this situation. Uh, but basically, we saw Jax uh, during this episode um, say – Something that regards of like, yeah, I don't care what you do. Just keep it off social media, which is funny because Jax literally puts everything on social media. For him to like even say that is just so ridiculous on so many levels. But he said that and that was laughable. But then towards the end, Sandoval pulls him aside 
and says, hey, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. Jack's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then Brittany's like, you know, crying and like, oh, I hope Jack fucks him up. And it was just ridiculous. I've never seen a couple not want to listen more. Like, don't want to listen at all. Like they're above reproach. Like Ariana says in this, just because they decided to get engaged, they're, you know, we're not allowed to say anything. I've always been of the mind, a good friend is somebody that actually tells you when you're slipping and they don't personalize it. They don't say like, oh, I feel like it's, they notice something about your behavior and they tell you about it. You can either, dis- you can either agree or disagree with it, but usually the good, the point is to listen. And I do have a couple close friends in my life that have done that at many times and it may hurt. It may suck, but I, I listen. You know, or I try to. I may not agree with it, but like I do appreciate anybody that takes the time to care. And it's just really funny when that gets thrown away. So, anyways, I was livid already about the episode. I still am very pissed at it. Then Captain Dipshit, Mr. Jax Taylor, um he uh he uh I wake up to this. His Twitter's on fire. He's tweeting all over the place, dealing with a lot of and he goes This is the one that goes, it's over and done with. We had my good friend Lance marry us, which I think he means Lance Bass, Lance Armstrong, who knows. We had my good friend Lance marry us. It was amazing. End of story. If you tweet anything more on this, you will be blocked, period. He says period, but then he actually doesn't put a period after the period, which is just, I mean, amazing. Really good stuff. Good, good stuff. So I see this in the morning at like nine ten, and I'm just like, is now the time? Is now the time where I'm called up to action? Now, if you listen to this show, you know that I've prided myself in staying under the radar. We might do Jack's Tweets of the Week here, but I try, I try desperately not to get blocked. I try to, you know, do enough where it's like I stay under the radar. But now... Mixed with the DJ James Kennedy hangover and how enraged I was by this week's episode. I wrote on the Instagram, I said, I think it's time for my block. And this is what I wrote him. I wrote, you do realize you're on a reality show that reaches millions, so your voice carries a lot of weight for better or worse. It's hard to see you act one way publicly and then another privately when it serves you better. Also, I'm sad about the block, but I get it, exclamation point, love and light, period. I also went on to write, also, the whole point is to do whatever you want. Also, the whole point is do whatever you want, I guess, but you can't support in public and then in private do whatever suits you better. We are supposed to help each other and make things better for one another, to hopefully show that certain type of feelings or behavior towards other human beings isn't right especially with a platform like a show. And yes, it's a silly reality show, but it reaches a lot of people. So use that for good and not to get free products every chance you get. And then in three, two, one, I was blocked by Jax. We belong together
And the thing that killed me the most was that then I, I was blocked. Like I, I felt like I had a scarlet letter on. I was walking around like, am I dead? Can people still see me? Am I alive? Do I mean anything anymore? Can I, can I go to work? Do I have to alert my boss? Has my boss already been alerted? Do I, am I just, am I allowed to go and live my life? Like what happens when you're the blocked? It hurt so bad and it killed me because I had to, uh, I had to tell my poor mom and this is just something a son never wants to have to tell their mother. Right. But you only saw five minutes. We acted. Oh, yeah. It says you only see a small portion of our lives. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, so I got bad news about that, mom, is that uh, do you know that Jax blocked me on Twitter yesterday? Yeah, I heard that. And I'm not quite sure how that affects the whole thing. I mean, should we be cheering or mourning? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he it means he's he's mad at me because I was critical about what I saw on the TV show. I know, but every but lots of people have been critical of it this year. There there don't seem to be from the comments I've read. It's like it's. (laughs) but by the way people are critical of me and i don't block them i know it's like you can't take it yeah it's like like he's kind of a bully oh not even kind of he's a straight up bully and that's yeah yeah yeah. um but 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 that's what i thought so funny about him saying well but you only saw five minutes and i work five hours and i go five hours in a week that's all you work buddy and you want us to feel sorry for you yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, you pretty much get it. But I was still nonetheless disappointed because, you know, I don't like to upset people. But he was, Correct. you know, he came out against uh, one of our favorites, uh, Tom Sandoval, who wait, oh. actually, I don't wait, I don't know. You love you love Tom Schwartz. He, Sandoval he, is the other one. You're kind of like, yeah, so, so but, but I'm starting to as I'm 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 learning more about it. I'm starting to see why he's the way he is because of Jax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jax does weird things to people. So I just wanted to make sure that you it didn't affect our relationship at all, and you're still proud of me and things like that. I, I you know what? You never fight alone. Isn't that what you <laughs> Yeah, We're never right fight alone, right? Okay, so you're on my team, no matter how nasty that gets with me and Jax. You know what? that's that's absolutely right i know you'll take the high road and he obviously has taken the low road yeah but i just want to and you're not on twitter right so he can't get to you right correct and i don't think he would ever know who i was or where i was you never know i mean he he might search you out i don't know is wait now is 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 dad and uncle david there uh dad's resting uncle david's here like to say hi to him i can take it in i'm in the Uh, bedroom well, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Tell him I said hi, though. Um, oh, yeah. And also, I told Dad about the Jacks, and he said Jacks must be jealous of me. So I thought that was an interesting point. So, I, I think so very much. And I think he's also jealous of the fact that you talk about uh, the DJ that you like so well. Oh, DJ Sand- James Kennedy, yes. Yeah, yes, and Sandoval. Because and, and, it's funny, it was right after that. And then also you like Sandoval a lot, and you talk – you know, a lot about them yeah. positively and yeah. this guy, but it, he brings it on himself. He really does. But the thing is uh, about DJ James Kennedy, I'm not, I, I, I'm a fan of his for some reason, even though I don't think he's probably that great of a person either, but he's just more entertaining than Jax and he doesn't block people on Twitter like Jax does. And he doesn't quite act as full of himself. He's having oh. a good time 
people are well, noticing, but he doesn't act that way. Well, to be fair, you he does kind of act like he's full of himself, uh-huh. but but by the way, you're you're new to the show, so you really wouldn't sure. have seen this, you know. But he's yeah. I think he's just I don't like when people uh he got like he got bullied last year and kind of left out of everything. And I hate when people get left out of things. And I think that's why I sympathize with DJ James Kennedy. Well, yeah, I would guess. And it seems like he was nice to you the other night. He was. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I, I, uh, that'll be on today's pod too, is where we go, uh, through that whole, uh, that whole night at, uh, sir, which you went to. Oh, and by the way, mom, I think I, I have to check my email, but I think finally two weeks later that, that video came from, uh, sir with us. (laughs) about that yeah I, I, I wonder why we didn't get ours well all of a sudden i was at sir <laughs> the other maybe night they blocked you on that too <laughs> i know that's the scary thing is i hope there's not a picture at any of these restaurants of me not to let let me in you know oh yeah that'd be terrible it would be terrible yes um anyways uh that is all i need mom thank you so much is there anything okay. that you'd like to uh tell the listeners um i'm making a big italian dinner tomorrow night you want to come yeah, that's right. Well, I thought you guys were going out to eat. Or is that Sunday night? Uh, that's sad, Saturday night. Uh, tough life you guys are living. <laughs> tough life. Okay. Well, I'll be up all night editing after work. Oh, please don't. Do you have to? Okay, okay. okay. I, I'll be good. Saw my text. Love okay. you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye, Mom. Bye. It was nice to know that my mom, I could always count on her support because I got to say, I was worried. Like what if Jack's got to my mom? Like what if for some roof, I was paranoid at this point. I didn't know how deep this went. So I also texted my dad and I said, uh, I said, dad, not sure if mom told you, but Jack's blocked me on Twitter. Tough day. And he wrote seriously, must be jealous of you. Kind of strange though. He sent mom a friend request and asked for sexy pics like the ones he sent her. I don't, you know, that's, you know, that's my dad. But then my dad, go, I go, haha, perfect answer. Hope you're staying sane. And he goes, it really is tough at times, but he's a good guy. Like our girl Casey says, family is family. Hope all is well. Oh, that was in regards to my uncle Dave. <laughs> It's like, is he talking about Jax? Uh, so anyways, I knew my parents were behind me, and that's really all you need in this world. And then I I talked to my friend Nick, who's my kind of one of my best guy friends, and I said, uh, where's, where's that text? I said, uh, hey, Jax blocked me on Twitter. Does this affect our friendship in any way? And then he didn't respond, and I wrote, from Vanderpump. And then he wrote, big time. And then I wrote, Okay, I get it. So me and Nick might not be friends anymore, but that's fine. I, I'm so busy lately anyway. So so that was that. But then should we then kind of do Jack's tweets of the week maybe one last time? I mean, I don't know if I have access to his Twitter anymore since I've been blocked. It's not like I can just create another account and look at his tweets. Or can I? So inappropriate. That's right, folks. Not only is this Jack's Tweets of the Week, Jack's has won 
two times now our douchebag of the week. He has won it handily uh, for his behavior on this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules and for him trying to take Tom Sandoval down. How dare you, Mr. Jax Taylor? This is not what the good Lord preaches, period. So we're going to do Jack's Tweets of the Week. This is all stuff that he tweeted. Uh, thank you to Monica Dadashi. Am I saying that right, Monica, for sending me screenshots of every one of Jack's tweets? That was actually really helpful. Uh, I have not created a burner account yet. I will do that. But if anybody wants to send me these, I do have this thought of if I ever do like – if I do a Patreon or something like that, I was thinking for like Christmas or like the holidays, I would make a kind of a coffee table Jack's tweets book of all of his best tweets. Like I don't know if that's legal, but I think that would be cool to like send to people. Anyways, here are some of Jack's tweets of the week this week. Oh, anyway, and by the way, he tweeted this out right after he blocked me. I'll never understand people who tweet me hate comments yet follow me and are the first ones to ask for it. A picture. Okay, you got me, dude. That is that's that actually is me right there. Um here's another one. God, I cannot wait until the reunion. You're not gonna want to miss it. Oh my god, Jax, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna bring the old lady that you had sex in front of with Faith? Is that what are you gonna do, Jax? Are you gonna call like you're such a dickhead. He would rather burn this whole show down than ever admit responsibility for one thing. And I hate that. I just want him to apologize wholeheartedly. Um, Okay. Megan Kansky writes, Mr. Jax Taylor, you just need to advise Tom to worry about all the horrendous yet hilarious Yelp reviews for Tom Tom and stop crying about everyone else's lives. And Jax did a crying laughing emoji. I feel like that one actually is kind of directed toward (laughs) a narcissist really directed towards me as well, because I did the uh, Tom Tom Yelp reviews bit, which I'm going to be doing again very soon. But I think I'm going to switch it to sir because they are really funny reviews. Um, this other person writes, it's your wedding. You should get to do whatever the fuck you want. If Tom and Ariana ever got married, they sure wouldn't charge, change shit for you and Bianca Cartwright. And he goes, and Jax goes, exactly. Dipshit, could you, could you imagine wanting to engage with Jax in a deep discussion about marriage? Uh, here's another one. I've seen Tom do some really cool shit for you this season that, that I've never seen you do for anyone in the group. And Jax goes, Tom does things for TV so he looks good, period. You all live in a fantasy world. Dude, you're such a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. This is somebody, this has been your friend, also a friend that you fucking cheated on with his girlfriend in his own apartment. Like you were, that's disgusting. Like, do you have any shame? Literally making, I mean, the dude asked a fucking question that everybody at home was asking that actually believes in human rights, you dipshit. Uh, here's another one. Keep in mind you, uh, here's the classic. This is Jax's greatest hits. Keep in mind you all see a very, very, very small percentage of what we film. We filmed over five hours. You saw five minutes. Not one person has enough information to judge anyone. Well, first off, God does, Jax. Second off, I think we have enough. Inf- I mean, I think we have en- enough information. And let's see here. Uh, somebody writes, congratulations on getting married. I am so happy for you too. <laughs> and he goes, thank you. It's been an amazing first year. Um, and then he takes a picture of his dog and Brittany sleeping and he goes, love capturing this every morning, never gets old. So this is what like a classic sociopath does where he, he, goes in between being insane, insane tweets and like sweet loving tweets. He's like, let me show them that I am both 
a lover and a fighter and a crazy piece of shit. It's very OJ to me. He's like, Nicole, Nicole. Um, okay, this, this is great. Uh, this guy writes, this gay dude loves you, Jax, and not sorry about it. And Jax goes, <laughs> he goes, I love all my gays. Y'all make the world a much better place. That is very true because that dude that was paying for his lifestyle in Miami when he first moved there as a model did make Jax's world a much better place. He paid for a lot of things from what I understand. Um, uh, then let's see here. We've got, uh, in my opinion, you can believe in whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anyone. It's a free country or so I thought. Here we go. I will never dislike someone because they were raised a certain way. I may not agree with them, but will not hate them. Dude. Do you realize all you do is hate speech? You really, in a very weird way. And he goes, in my opinion, you can believe in whatever you want as long as you don't hurt anyone. But hasn't his behavior with like the cheating and the lies hurt multiple people through the years? Like at this point, wouldn't you just like step quietly out of the, the door or, you know, like just shh. Um, this other girl goes, you do not have to believe in gay marriage, homosexuality, LGBTQ, etc., in order to be friends with someone. Everyone is allowed to believe as they choose. I do not believe it is right. And then, uh, Jax goes, exactly. And then Jax goes, Hey, let's wait till we have a party for poor Peter, who just wants to have a good time. And the cameras are up to bring this up. You had all day to talk to me about this purely ruined Peter's party. So you could get attention in my opinion. Poor fucking Peter. Peter literally is like a fucking like str- – he's like when um, – you know those heart monitors you see in movies and it goes beep, beep, beep. That's Peter. Peter is a beep. He's flatline. He's a consistent flatline. Seems like a nice guy. Seems like he doesn't have like a good sense of humor or something like that. You know, But he, he's obviously a hard worker. Like he's obviously a hard worker and he can grow out his hair very fast and long. And that – I'm not joking. Like that to me is is very impressive as you get older. But don't for a second think that Jax gives a fucking shit about poor Peter. Like really. If he really cared about yeah, – that's ridiculous. And also this is what I don't get. Jax acts like he is the king of reality shows, that he understands how how Hollywood works. Yet he doesn't realize that, like, you realize the producers asked Sandoval to ask him about this. It's exactly how, like, two seasons ago when they had him and Schwartz go up and ask about the Faith email, the Faith uh, recording in the first episode two seasons ago. It's the same thing. This is what reality shows do. It's like a couple episodes when Jax had to be there when Carter came over with Kristen and it was uncomfortable. And Jax had to have that man-to-man, remember? Like, that's not just Jax wanting to have a man-to-man. That's the producer saying, well, you know, why don't you go ask him about this? I will say one thing. So I remember um, briefly hanging out with Tom and Ariana and Logan and a couple other people at the Abbey uh, very briefly. And I think I was like having like a very small conversation with Tom or said, Oh, how's the season going so far? And I usually uh, try not to ask anything about anything. Cause that probably puts them in a weird position. And I just remember him saying it was like right before the wedding. And he said, ah, you know, it's going good. He's like, but it, it, he's like, it sucks. Like at the, he said something about having to, he's like, ah, oh, it just sucks when you have to like kind of not start fights, but it was like, what did, it's like, it just sucks. Cause you have to bring up stuff that's sometimes uncomfortable. He was, but he was like really nice about it. He, he was like, not 
showing off or not saying anything derogatory about Jax or anything. He just said sometimes it's hard to like, you know, say things that you don't want to say or you have to bring up things you don't want to bring up. I don't know if he was referring to this at all, but I could say I could see where that would like be really shitty. Like imagine having to go to a wedding or involved in a wedding and then having to ask tough questions. Remember that this had been going on for six months. Like how does like I knew about all the pastor's comments. I knew. And it took them six months. Like they're on Twitter more than I am. Uh, Here's another one. Not believing in something and being hateful are two different things. I don't believe in a lot of things, but I am not hateful towards people about it. Uh, Confucius says, okay, here's one that just, it's about Sandoval. A good friend slash business partner, question mark. He constantly belittles Tom Schwartz and puts him down regarding his home, his marriage, how he handles business. But yeah, he's a good friend, question mark. Are we watching the same show, question mark? Hashtag pump rules. Okay. This is my whole point. This is what scares me about the show is that I'm starting to really feel a divergence in the groups of people that watch the show. I think we might be watching two different shows at this point. I think there's a group of us that watch it this certain way and there's a group of us that watch it this other way. And I hate that like it's not like battle lines, but it's very consistent with how America seems to be going right now. I don't know if you guys notice that at all or or what you guys think. I mean, it, it would, I would love to hear – if you guys even want to write any letters, I would love to read them and, and talk about this more because I'm really trying to figure this out in my own head. But we are watching two different shows. I, I mean, I feel like it's pretty obvious at this point. Uh, here's one. Ever since they gave Tom a 0.00005% ownership of that bar, he's been acting brand new. He's fake AF. And Jax goes, it's an absolute joke. He doesn't own shit. Lisa and Kin make the decisions. What a fucking, like, just taking swipes at everything. Like, he gets a little heat. He wants, he's just like, he's like a caged animal. Um, at Lisa Vanderpump has zero to do with any decisions I have made. I made no shit, Jax. I have made my own decisions. I think I have earned that over eight year over eight years. Oh, duh. Uh, at Stephen McGee, you're the only gay man I was on the fence about. I was afraid you were going to upstate upstage me. JK, even at Andy said, Jax, you should be allowed to have anyone you want marry you. Those were exact words. So everyone else can fuck off. First off, Andy Cohen, who I desperately love is not the king of the uh, homosexual universe. But I also have the feeling that Andy thinks you're a fucking joke and like literally has to deal with housewives all day. So he's like, yeah, okay, Jax. Sure, sweetie. Sure. Andy don't give a fuck, bro. Like he just doesn't. Like he does not give a fuck about you. It's so sad. Um, Oh, here's another one. Seems like you should cut the apron strings and stand on your own separately from Vanderpump Rules. Don't let money get in the way of your beliefs. And if you can't do that, don't cry about it. And he goes, I paid for my whole wedding, by the way. Nothing was paid for. Let's make that clear. Bravo does not pay for our events. Then it would be a fake show. (laughs) Is that why you're just begging for products on Twitter all the time, Jax? Here's one. Wow, when you turn on a friend, you really turn. He forgave you for banging his girlfriend in his couch, and yet you can't stop bashing him. This is crazy. And Jack goes, um, he was banging a girl from Vegas the week before. Relax. Let's not forget, Tom has cheated as well. <laughs> what a piece of work, man. What a piece of work. Here's one. I actually am a partner in a cannabis company and make more doing that than I do on my show. And I've only bartended special events for the last four years, and I always donate what I make. So nice try. I win. 
I win. This is all about winning. Also, I will say this, Jax Taylor, release your tax returns. Release your tax returns. I also want to point out there was an $80,000 lien from the state of California on Mr. Jax Taylor last year. So I'm curious how that plays into all of this. Um, Okay, which company? Oh, then somebody asked, which cannabis company and are they still taking investors? And (laughs) I like this guy. He's trying to get information. And Jack says, we supply hospitals and dispensaries. It's just my buddy and I for now. Okay. You guys, first off, do you have your computer on you? (laughs) We're not doing that this episode. Secondly, we're supposed to believe that Jax is the investor in a cannabis company that only him and his buddy run? Or or something's really off here. You guys see what I'm talking about. So that is Jax Tweets of the Week. That is a longer Jax Tweets of the Week than I'd like to do, but there is so much action. This guy is a real piece of shit, and I'm very excited for next episode. So the preview for next week's episode has Jax and Sandoval fighting in the Sur Alleyway. Sandoval's like, do you even know me, dude? Do you even know me? And Jack says this clip, they showed it, they showed an extended clip on watch what happens live that night. And Jack's literally says, he goes, dude, he goes, I didn't invite my own mother to the wedding because I didn't want to have to deal with it. You think I'm going to fucking care about your shit? And to me, that's Jack's Taylor in a nutshell. Didn't find a way to forgive and invite his mom to his own wedding. So he don't give no shit about Sandoval. He does really, he, Jax wants to be the star of everything. He does not give a shit about Tom Sandoval at all. And that's just the thing. He does not give a shit about anybody except say it with me himself. That's it. So I'm really excited for next week. I will be going into next week's episode much, much deeper. We will be doing a Wednesday episode next week unless something crazy happens. But yeah, we will be doing Vanderpump Rules a uh, recap next week, which I'm really excited about because I really am very – now that the arc is starting to show, hopefully we're we're turning a corner. But I'm kind of – it's kind of getting scary. It's not like fun. It's like, oh, I feel like – I feel like it's like, how is this show going to continue when they all just fucking hate each other? I mean, you have that and then you, the show swings wildly. You had Chef Bo RD. I'm like, what is going on? Like, no offense. Like, you know, Bo, whatever. But like, come on. I have to watch Bo work with potatoes. It's. So anyways, that is Jack's Tweets of the Week. Um, I'm going to – I want to play this really quick. Uh, it's not really quick. It's 20 minutes. So uh, at The Prostitution Whore, which is a great Instagram account, um, you have to go follow this if you don't. Uh, she, like I said earlier, did a whole piece about uh, Jax's pastor. And I want to play that interview with her now. I think you guys are really, uh, really going to enjoy that. We talked to uh, this guest back in December, and she has one of my favorite Instagram accounts that are that's out there right now in terms of all of this pop culture and Bravo-related stuff. We have today uh, the prostitution whore, uh, Meredith. Meredith, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I am so happy to have <laughs> you back on. And by the way, when you were back on in December, it, I think your account was like under 1,000 followers, and now you're like nearing 4,000, I think. Yeah, it was brand new. It's been what three months now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Are you? Is I know. It, are you having a good time with it? Because you, I, I love when I see there's a new story piece from you. 
Yeah, I'm having so much fun. It's so uh, good to get it out because nobody, like I said in the last time we talked, nobody in my real life <laughs> talked about this with me. They all hate it. So yeah. Well, now, how is your how is your husband coping with this? Uh, a, a lot better than I thought he would. He's actually getting into it. Like he watched VPR before. Yeah. But we never really talked about it like we do now. And the other day, I watched most of the Pride episode without him. And <laughs> He got upset. <laughs> He's like, we have to watch all of it. So, so I love – so kind of in a way, what you're saying is that if if any couples want to get closer together, start an Instagram account around Bravo, and then hopefully yeah. it will even make a marriage stronger in the end. Absolutely. We're stronger okay, than ever because of Bravo. Have there been any downsides? Has anything weird happened to you that's that's not been great because of this account? I mean, not really. Some of the DMs are annoying. You know, people yeah, it, gets, like, well, it gets weird. People get people do tend to get weird and weirdly. I mean, I get weirdly passionate, but it is interesting when somebody gets angry or something. Yeah. And I don't post something that we they wanted me to post or I didn't go <laughs> far enough into it. It's like it's not my job. I'm doing this for free. So. Um, but the other thing, too, is like, how do you I, I'm always fascinated with the art around it because. You, you know, there are a couple accounts, yours included, that really, like, it seems like you take time with it, that you map it out. Do you map it out, or is it as you go, you kind of get inspired to, like, oh, I'll do this next slide next? Or do you have it all thought out before you start something big? Uh, with the deep dives, I kind of map it out, but I also, you know, go as I go, I guess. Um, yeah. I know what I'm going to do at first, and I look into it, and I make a few slides, and then then I just go with it. Then it's then it's the art takes over. Yeah. Um, so, but I asked you on today because you did a deep dive last week, I believe, that really yeah. fascinated me because tonight's episode. This we're we're recording this on Tuesday, and tonight's Vanderpump Rules episode we saw in the preview this week is all revolving around, uh, or part of it's revolving around Brittany and Jax's pastor, who I think if you're a real Bravo head, you knew what had happened months and months ago because it did come out in the news. But you yeah. started posting about this, and could you walk us through who <clears throat> this man is and a little bit about him like you did in your story? Yeah. Um, well, I was watching – I forget who it was. I think it was See You Next Monday, that account. I was watching yes. their stories, and they posted the BuzzFeed article that um, – I think it was Laura Parker that uh, yeah. she wrote the article about them. And uh, so I was like, I have to look back at this because I had looked at it before, but I needed a refresher. So I looked at it and then I just went down a hole like I couldn't stop. Um, and, and in broad strokes overall, what what I think we're we're going to like kind of go through a little bit is that their pastor was very anti LGBTQ, very yes. in very alarming ways. And this is who they chose to, you know, their, their holy matrimony. This is who they chose. They wanted to, to do this for them. So it's very upsetting. Yeah. I think overall to be on a very pro LGBTQ show, or at least they say so. And then right. when Jackson, Brittany both say they're very <clears throat> pro LGBTQ. So it's alarming in so many multiple levels. Yeah. Alarming is the right word. I mean, I, they treat pride as a holiday, you know? Yeah. So to have this man officiate one of their weddings is just beyond comprehension for me. Um, so when you went down the rabbit hole, who is this man? What did you start finding? Because I remember seeing it, then I was just like, oh, my God, it was like an avalanche of information. 
Yeah. Well, a few of the tweets and, you know, like Facebook posts that I found, one of them was about uh, how a Methodist church uh, appointed a transgender uh, deacon, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know all the right terminology, but, um, and he uh, reposted that and said, I'm looking at it right now. He said, what all caps, four question marks. I would run from these churches. It blows my mind. How many pages did they rip from the Bible to make it all right? And I mean, like that, it's just, and this is, this is on the pastor's Facebook account. Yeah. And what is this pastor's one. name? Ryan Dotson. Ryan Dotson. Horrible first name, by the way. But, um, so, so, <laughs> you, you, so he said this and that probably got everything going for you. Yeah, and his he's running for state representative in Kentucky, of oh course. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I found that out, and then that just sent me down another hole. Anyhow, um, his tagline, I don't know what you call it on Facebook, is, I'm a nobody that loves everybody, which is just so ironic to me. And it's also a flat-out lie. We've already proven yes. it to be a lie if he, said, if he means what he says in that Facebook post. You don't, I mean, maybe just don't you, if you don't love everybody, don't say you love everybody. It's all good. Yeah, that's fine. I don't love everybody. So I I'm not definitely don't that. love everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I think it came out that this was their choice in maybe December of 2018. The, that this, this Ryan was going to be their pastor. Yes. Okay. And uh, from there, you know, internet sleuths got, got work done and they found all this stuff they found one thing, uh, again, on his personal Facebook page that says, uh, it's, uh, you can love people but not agree with their lifestyle or their choices, blah, blah, blah. There are people that I care for that are gay, but I don't condone or accept this lifestyle. And I'll stop there because nobody asked you. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, hey, guys, I, I just want to give my opinion on everything that you didn't ask me about. Exactly. He's that kind a of podcast. If you want to do that, geez. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> in that he was talking about uh, the Supreme court ruling about gay marriage. Yes. So he was obviously against it and he thinks that all, all of us are going to burn for it, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so then after all this came out, Brittany went on watch what happens live and she was asked about it, of course. And, she said, I think, hold on, I've got it right here. She said, I'm not going to say too much, but I will say that I'm a huge supporter and always will be of the LGBTQ community. And no matter what, I would never try to make anyone feel uncomfortable. Y'all. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, yeah. <laughs> I talked to him myself and he promised me that he was not that way. <laughs> wait, wait, so wait, she, she said, I talked to him myself and I, I, he promised me he wasn't that way. I love right. that. So apparently she doesn't have eyes and she can't read because well, I mean, yeah, who knows? Maybe she's not a strong reader. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Um, she, blah, blah, blah. I would never choose somebody like that. <clears throat> but you did. Yeah, but you did. I mean, well, also, I mean, and also you can also say we just didn't look into it that deeply. He was a family mm -hmm. friend. And now, like, it's all right to say that you make mistakes, I think, at this right. point still, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And if she had said that, that that's fine, you know. Yeah, don't, and then, don't double down. Exactly. But I mean, we know that her her mom is a homophobe, right? Yes. From we, you know past and, episodes. And how do we know that? How do we know that? 
Uh, wasn't it the whole roast of Jax? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, yeah, Jax has very strong ties to the LGBTQ community in yeah, many, many different strong, ways. Apparently, yeah. which is fine, but you know, um, and then what was so I? Brittany was on Watch well, What Happens Live, said this, and then it got it increased, like the pressure increased on them. Yeah, and they still didn't fire him. It took them, I think, six months. Oh, what, did it really take six months? Yeah, they didn't uh, find. Well, at least as far as the internet goes, they didn't um, find a new person. I think until June. Which and who did they? Who did they find? Lance Bass. Now that's that's swinging wildly. That's like going from right. something, you know. And by the way, they were like, "We're sure Lance Bass is going to be okay for everybody," but it's. I mean, I, I'm curious what Lance Bass's thoughts were in this whole matter of like, I just wonder how they explained it to him. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think that he did a favor for Lisa, to be honest, because oh, they claim to be really good friends with him. But I, I, I don't know if I believe that. No, I will say like, you do know that like, I, you know, I've been to pump way too many times and Lance Bass yeah. seems to always be with her. So I know that's yeah. a definite real friendship. I don't know about Jackson, Brittany being friends with Lance, but right. you know, teach their own, but so he's an acquaintance, but yeah, I mean, it's a, yeah, he's an acquaintance to all of us really, if we like the music, yeah. but um, so, so what do you, th- I mean, do you have any information leading up what led to the actual, like them making that decision? Well, I know that Lisa was her rep of Lisa was quoted as saying um, that hold on. I've actually wrote it down. She said, this attitude is totally not acceptable to them and changes are forthcoming. And then they announced that they were changing their officiant. Good. Yeah. I mean, Lisa had to get, but by the way, isn't it fascinating just to even think about like Lisa, like she put out that public statement about Max and Brett's tweets a couple weeks ago yeah. Which definitely was no, nowhere near as condemning as this, but I like that Lisa did was like, no, you know, th- this will not, this will not stand. I like when Lisa does that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's got to keep this alive, you know, and a lot of her core base is part of the LGBTQ community. So, yeah, I mean, for, I mean, for real, I feel like that's, that's, you just can't. But also, I mean, I, I hope she genuinely like I, I feel like she genuinely loves that community. Uh, at least I hope she genuinely loves that community because it's provided her with such a great life. But yeah. um, I, but like so uh, what else did you find out about Ryan Dotson? Because it seemed like it went very deep in like the amount of like hatred he was spewing for a pastor. Uh, Well, yeah, he was i mean he just it's just all anti lgbtq he's got his um his little pamphlet for dots in for state rep, state rep and uh he says i will propose and fight for legis- legislation that protects the unborn child and supports and defends the second amendment now i know we all have our different political views but yeah i, mean, I don't know to me that's um, did you watch the Taylor Swift documentary, Miss Americana? I did. Maybe we should go out and like try to like let's find out who's running uh, against Ryan Dodson and let's throw our full internet support with him, like Taylor did uh, for that Tennessee oh, election. God, let's do it. Let's do I didn't it. even think about that. Wait, by the way, oh my God, prostitution whore. We you need, wouldn't it be that you should make some sort of meme of like like some sort of like campaign. 
uh, like slogan for the other guy that says something about Jackson Brittany. I mean, I hate to make light yeah. about it, but you really I mean, could yeah, it, gotta sometimes yeah, it might work. Yes, I will do that. I'm going to look into it. Um, he also, <laughs> when people like went against him, when they gave him bad reviews about his, um, his ministries, he's got his own separate ministry, Facebook account. Uh, he responded to them in a way that Jax would, you know, Oh my God. Was, Did he call people fat? Like, in, in well, no, <laughs> he's not that bad, I guess, but, <laughs> uh, he's just very defensive. Yeah. And it's just, it's just too much. But um, you scared me for also, a second when you said reviews because I thought I was like, oh my god, don't tell me that like pastors have Yelp reviews now. But you said Facebook, oh, no. right? <laughs> Just Facebook. He okay. does have a few restaurants okay. though. But oh my god, he is. He has a restaurant called Slim Chickens, which <laughs> I think is hilarious. <laughs> Uh, he also owns, I think, three steak and shakes and a pizza place. So he's the antithesis of Lisa Vanderpump's empire. He has an empire built yeah. on potential hate, and Lisa <laughs> hopefully doesn't. Yes, well, hopefully. I don't think so. But uh, he openly um, supports our current president, which to me is just – I mean, I don't know about your listeners. I wouldn't think that your listeners – would, but no, I, don't I mean, know. we don't we don't get too political. I mean, I think people know where I politically stand, and I, I really want to support the causes I believe in. Um, yeah. But I mean, but like God, uh, Donald Trump's in Los Angeles today. He landed, and oh. I'm scared that I'm going to see him at DJ James Kennedy's triumphant return at Sir tonight. And I, if he's there, I'll just walk out. If Trump walks <laughs> in, I'm out of there. That's what. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that would be something to see. It uh, really would be. He owns a daycare too. Which is oh my god! I mean, <laughs> I mean, pardon. Like now, I hate him doubly because he's you know has multiple businesses and I don't. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I wish we all wish we could be that rich, but yeah. Um. I mean, that's about it. most of the stuff I found. He's just he's just anti. He's a homophobe for sure. And and for them to come out and say that he's not is just mind boggling to me. Well, now, uh, which brings us to tonight's episode, which I'm really excited to see because. The 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 season has been. I mean, what have you thought of this season thus far? I mean, I'm annoyed by it to be honest. I I I think that the introduction of the new people was done poorly, and oh. you know, obviously, all that stuff came out about Max and Brett, and that's alarming. Yeah, so very alarming. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to see him on their screens, which I mean, I don't really either. I don't like them as people anyway. So to add that in, really, just um. I don't know. I'm bored. I just feel like they're going in. They're going in 30 different directions. Yeah. And it just it all seems so spread out that I like the stuff that I loved about it. I'm starting to realize maybe that can't be recaptured because you're you know they're so far into this thing and it's a moving train and they made this one mistake with the new people. So they're I think they're having to re-edit on the fly and and a lot of weird things are happening. But when I saw tonight's preview and I, I mean we'll see what happens, but it kind of looked amazing to me. Did, what did yes. you think of the – I mean it looked like real things happening. Yes, and the fact that Brittany says I hope he – what does she say? Kicks his ass or something? Or, yeah, it was, uh, it was something even more intense than that. It was – it was. I don't want to say destroys, but it was It yeah. was a very strong word where we never see Brittany – Brittany always has that mask up of I'm the nicest person that's ever been alive. And to see – like to see her threaten – like to see her wish to end of all bodily harm yeah. is yeah. – Kind of, give me old school Vanderbump rules. 
Yes, and I think the, as Ono Bravo says, the sweet Kentucky muffin mask is coming off. Yes, I mean, I love <laughs> the thought of, like, sh- I mean, because Jack's, well, because we've been also, like, you know, the, the unfortunate thing or the fortunate thing of what we are doing, we see all these behind-the-scenes interviews and all this stuff, and you saw all that stuff, Jack saying, like, oh, t- t- you know, I wish Tom wasn't involved in my wedding now, and you'll see later yeah. this season the bad stuff he does. And if the bad stuff Sandoval does is just him sticking up for not having uh, a hateful pastor. Well, fuck yeah, Sandoval. I'm on Sandoval's side. Yeah, and if you're a true friend, you should be able to call your friends out for that for bullshit like that. But think of it, it like we we've seen Jax's like emotional makeup for years yeah. now, and he's not yeah. able to take critiques. He's and by the way, he he feels since he has declared his love and he is committed to this one person. We all need to bow down. And he, you know, he is no longer, you know, we can no longer critique him since he has made one good decision in his life. Yeah, he made a good decision. I don't know about Brittany, but. Um... <laughs> yeah, I love that Brittany's bad decision is Jack's and Jack's good decision is Brittany. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. And I don't know who she was before, but I think that. For the first seven seasons, we were all just blinded by her Kentuckiness. I was, like, I was like, please don't say blinded by her beauty. I mean, she's cute, but no, I mean, like, she's beautiful, you know. but no, no, the the Kentucky of it all. And um, yeah. now, now that they're married and they're like one, I guess, I think that they <laughs> like merged into the same person, and I I can't handle it. Well, you know those couples. Have you ever been around those couples that like one's a, an asshole and one is really nice, and then through the course of their relationship, you see the nice person turn into a complete asshole? Yeah, it's like, the I, hate, yeah. I, I hate that. Like I hate when I see that. And you do like I mean, imagine like all the times we don't see on camera of Jack's bitching and moaning to Brittany. Like that's got to rub off. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's just nature. It's going to no matter what. So I mean, and- I am. I'm very excited that we actually get to see because I was I was scared that they were going to like kind of gloss over these real things that happened because we were all aware when this stuff was happening about the pastor. So I'm really glad that they're getting some of this and it's potentially negative for a bunch of parties involved, which makes me wonder what else we'll see this season. And like, oh, man, maybe this season could be salvaged in some way or kind of the dissolution of relationships being what makes this a good season. It's so funny that we're rooting for bad stuff to happen so the TV is good. Oh God, I know, <laughs> I know. I'm, 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 so, I'm so, I'm so evil. I, it's so horrible. It's like, no, oh. I think all of us want the drama. I mean, that's why we watch the show. Well, what does it for you in terms of reality shows now that you watch that you're like, this actually hits me on all levels. Like, I, I really love this. Oh my God. Do you have anything you watch now that just pure joy for you? Um, I mean, no, the recent <laughs> Bravo stuff is just, it's exhausting. I mean, I watch it. Was well, it I'm exhausting like, because it's your work too? It's your art? Maybe, maybe that's it. Um, kind of, you don't get to watch it. You have to watch it with like two eyes now, like one for yeah. the, one for your posts and one for you. That's so true. On Tuesdays, I, my husband comes home and I'm like, listen, I make one appointment a week to watch a show. You got to be quiet. <laughs> he's like, okay. I like um, the thought of your husband having a running commentary every other hour of the day, except for that one hour. No, he really does. And like at commercials, he tries to interject, but I'm like, listen, it's it's like one minute long. We don't have time. <laughs> Wait till the end. <laughs> so 
So he just looked at his phone or something. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The Bravo shows are exhausting to me currently. I think uh, New York will bring back my love. What did you think uh, about the trailer? Did you love it? I'm obsessed. I know. Me too. It was like, it just felt so good to have like something that was like, oh, familiar and funny. And like you, you saw the little pieces that look like they could be good little storylines. And, and it just, I just love those ladies so much. And they, it just doesn't seem like it's falling apart. Like shows like Vanderpump rules might be. Yeah. Or the, even the other housewives franchises, I think that for some reason, New York has staying power. The women on it are amazing. And even without Bethany, I think it'll be great. I really like Leah. I think she's going to be Bethany 2.0. So everybody like worrying about Bethany not being on, I'm like, calm down. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, I, I mean, I watched, I watched this reality show called Welcome to Plathville. Have you ever heard of that? Oh my God. I loved it. I watched every episode of that. Oh my God. I was obsessed. It was, it was so, and by the way, do you, you guys, Welcome to Plathville TLC show. They only did, I think it was like eight episodes or something this year or this, Mm -hmm. uh, before Christmas. And, um, it was really crazy good. And like so much weirdness in a family that like they, they had their kids grow up without like kind of like, um, you know, every like TV music or, or just very limited. So they had never had sugar. They had never had all of these things, but then there was like the one kid moved out and got married to a normal person. And you (laughs) saw that influence starting to infiltrate the rest of the kids in the family. And it was really intense to watch. So intense. And I loved it. I loved that drinking, um, I almost said pop, uh, drinking a Coke was, like sinful. Yeah. You see the one kid have his first ever soda and he's like, it's sugary. I like it. Like it's, so yeah. and this his, man is in his twenties. He's married. Like, he, had his, he had his first margarita and he was like, give me the sweetest oh. drink you have. Like it was hysterical. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that was good. Do you know if that's going to be back for a second season? I don't know. I hope so. Are you a 90 day head at all? I love 90 day, but it's so hard to keep up with. Because right? there's like, so many different ones. I just feel like by the end of this podcast or the end of anything, it's just going to be me chained to a TV, not being able to like, you know, like <laughs> every minute needs to be accounted for so I can keep up with all the shows, you know? Yeah, but it's it's fun. I like yeah. it. <laughs> um, so could you let us in? Do you have anything on the back burner in terms of what is what is next for the prostitution whore online? Do you have things that you plan out like months in advance, weeks in advance? Uh, not, not months in advance, but, um, I have a few people that I want to do another deep dive on, but that's really it so far. Um, I want to, you have to keep that stuff secret so it doesn't get out or are you allowed to say anybody? No, it's fine. Um, I want to do one on Leah, but I think most people know a lot about her. I still want to do it. And then, um, there's one woman on that. She's going to be a friend of on Roni. What oh, is yeah, yeah. name? I screenshotted it. Anyway, I want to look into her because apparently, uh, what's her name here? Elise Slane, I think. Okay. Anyway, she seems interesting and she's kind of a mystery right now. So I want to look into her. That's really it though. Just deep dives. I don't have like a shtick yet. Which I think I probably should come up with one, but what I don't do you know. mean a shtick? Like a like uh, a lot of the accounts have I don't know. Like for example, Bravo historian, you know, she has her oh, feud. 
And then like, yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah. She'll do that feuds. And then it's like, but by the way, I feel like that's a natural evolution of your account. Like I believe yeah, yeah. firmly in six months, you will have those kind of bits. I don't even think sticks because I think they're really kind of neat, but I think well, those yeah. naturally find the accounts that do that. Yeah. I want it to come naturally. I don't want to like force it. So I love that. We actually, I love that. I seriously, like I'm in no way joking when I really consider this like an artistic endeavor. So I, I thank you so much for doing the work you do because it is so joyful for me to go through your stuff. So it, it's at the prostitution whore. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Right. And yes. I know you don't mess around on Twitter that much, but where are you no. on there? I am on Twitter. I have to look it up again. Just like last yeah, time. I remember I last time I was meet. like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. It is. Oh crap. Okay. Bravo. It's at Bravo TV whore, but without a W. By the way, I, I laughed, I laughed like that last time when you said that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. um, so, guys, if you don't already, follow at the prostitution whore on Instagram. I'm telling you, it is one of the best follows in terms of pop culture and this Bravo universe that we all love so much. Um, and it's such – all you have to do is click the follow button. Like all you have to do. There's like nothing else. I don't understand people that like don't – like just like – don't be picky about your follows. And then like, I don't get people that like, like just mute people. Like don't hurt people's feelings and unfollow. I don't know. This I have a whole yeah. Instagram thing. That's weird. I agree. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to do this with us today. And I thank I'm you. very excited. I hope you will post as somewhere your reactions about tonight's episode. Oh, I will. Oh wait, is this, is, is the stuff about, uh, the pastor on your highlights by chance? It is the highlight. The highlight is called Slim Chickens because that's his <laughs> restaurant, and I thought it was funny. Okay, so I'll put that in the show description, you guys. But go definitely check out our account if you have already. Go check out that story. I think it'll be interesting, especially after tonight's episode. So Sorry, thank you, can you. Hear my cat in the background. Oh, that's perfect. That's, we love cats. Um, thank you, Meredith. Once again, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, you guys, that was a huge show. That was a huge show. We're at three hours and 18 minutes. I do not want to make this a four-hour show. I can't keep doing this to you guys or to myself, so I apologize. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed it because this this was, I think, a weird good one. We had Laura. We had the excitement with Jax. We had DJ James Kennedy. What we didn't get to, now it's becoming a running joke, we didn't get to my cheer segment. So that will be this Wednesday. We didn't get to my Joey Gorga segment. Joey Gorga uh, was caught on Instagram saying that houses he flipped, he was showing pictures that weren't his actual houses. But Joey Gorga has responded, so we'll cover that more on Wednesday because I do have – he did some great Instagram work that I would love to make you guys aware of if you aren't already. Um, we usually do a Bailey blunder, but I'm not going to be doing that this week. But rest assured, I have done many stupid things uh, recently and for all of my life. Um, I'll leave you uh, – with uh, just one thing that I've been thinking about is that um, mm, I, uh, how do I say this? Uh, life is hard. Life can be very, very hard. And I know this is really silly coming up at Jack's thing. Life can be very hard for so many of us. I really do think the whole point of this is to try to um, try to help people try to make people laugh or try to make their lives easier in some way. If there is somebody in your life that you can help, try to do that. I need to remind myself more to do this. Uh, I, I have been the, um, I have been the recipient of so many people helping me 
uh, so many of you guys have helped me. So many of you guys have reached out and, and it has really helped me in ways that you cannot possibly imagine. So I thank you for that. But, um, try to do a little good. If you make mistakes in life, try to realize you, you made them. Um, I don't know. It's just something I think about now on a daily basis. Uh, and that life is hard, but life is beautiful in so many ways. And I know this might be silly, uh, but we are at this so sad. It's good. Uh, portion of the episode. When I was a kid, I watched this movie called Frankie and Johnny, and it's based on a play, I believe, by John Patrick Shanley uh, called Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune. Uh, Gary Marshall directed this film, Frankie and Johnny. I saw it when I was a kid, and it was starring Al Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer. And I had a huge crush on Michelle Pfeiffer as a kid. Like, that was like my first big female crush. And I think I did, uh, if you're on Danny Pellegrino's Patreon, I think we do a... Um, a deep dive about Michelle Pfeiffer on one of the episodes, but I, I really, I just thought she was the cat's pajamas, uh, or the cat's meow or however you say that. But she, I used to watch this, uh, on VHS, Frankie and Johnny, which was a very adult movie for a kid to watch, but she had this monologue where it's at the very end of the movie. And Al Pacino is trying to convince Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, he's a short order cook and she's a waitress in New York. And he's trying to convince her that they belong together, that they, they should love each other, you know? And she's afraid she can't let her guard down, you know? And, uh, you know, she had a tough life, a boyfriend that abused her and things like that. But he's trying to convince her that, like, I love you. I love you. And he says, you don't have to be afraid anymore. And there's, like, this big breaking point, And Michelle Pfeiffer goes, I am. I'm afraid. I'm afraid to be alone. I'm afraid not to be alone. I'm afraid of what I am what I'm not, what I might become, what I might never become. I don't want to stay at my job for the rest of my life, but I, I'm afraid to leave. And I'm just tired, you know? I'm just so tired of being afraid. And that always stuck with me. Of just how things can be so scary and it can stop you from moving on. It can stop you from progressing because it's so scary out there, you know, I don't know. So that I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And the whole point of that is that at the end of this movie, they play Claire de Lune by the composer Debussy. And it is one of the most beautiful songs I have ever heard in my life. And I remember as a kid, it was the first piece of orchestra music that I understood, that had colors. It's like it said everything in this song that had no words. And it makes me so sad in like a really good way, though. And I hope you guys like it. I hope you give it a shot because I know orchestra music is hard for people or instrumental. And, but I think this, this song goes everywhere. And I hope you guys enjoy it um, because it is on the So Sad It's Good playlist on Spotify that you can go join. You can add songs to it. I think we're up to like 350 songs now, but I'm going to leave you with this tonight and, uh, I will talk to you guys next week. We got, we had a lot of stuff to cover. Bye.
Betches.